can we not talk about family when family's all that we got? Everything I went through, you were standing there by my side. And now you're going to be with me for the last time. Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. This is episode 6, Fast and Furious 6 from 2013. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two. And today's episode's brought to you, it's it's actually a local sponsor. It's brought to you by oh. a local sponsor. Local to you or local to me? Local to me and, I mean, kind of us. Uh, th- okay. Today's sponsor is U.S. Barricades out of um, Stanford, <laughs> Connecticut. They're a sales company for... Um, Airport safety equipment like runway lighting, you know, runway markings and stuff like that. <laughs> so I contacted them and and did you get your did you get your runway lighting in the mail? I got a voucher. I did not okay. get the runway lighting. I just got a voucher. I need to redeem it in the future. So well, when you come visit, it's, we can. It's on the way. So um yeah, I got some pretty cool like solar you know runway lighting um, that I'm gonna use in my driveway. It's definitely not as long as the runway in this movie, but yeah, well you know I'll make it work. So now my question for you is, do does this company? What's the name of the company again? I'm sorry. Uh, U.S. Barricades LLC. They make other stuff too. So like, I'm sure that you could probably trade it for some um, guardrails or you know. Well, I was gonna say yeah. Like if I'm if I want to sort of set up a ramp in my backyard for a car to jump off. Would yes. they be able to hook me up like that? Yeah, parking gates, you know, cool. LED traffic signs, cool. uh, speed signs, all kinds of stuff like that. You know, like, you know, normal, like, construction road normal equipment stuff. and stuff. Yeah, normal stuff that you'd need. Well, thank yeah, you. Thank you, thank you, U.S. Barricades. Thank you, U.S. Barricades. Uh, you can check them out at usbarricades.com. Yeah, and they're local to us. They're in they're in Stamford, Connecticut, so local there to we me. Go. Yeah, thank you, guys. Pretty awesome. Thank you, U.S. Barricades. So here we are, Fast and Furious 6. This is an amazing, incredible movie. I remembered loving it. I did not remember how much I loved it. It is a lot. I don't know. We'll have to see after this lap is over. This might be my number two. This might, like, eclipse Tokyo Drift. Like, it's so good. It's so good, this movie. I had the exact same feelings watching this. Like, I remember I liked this one, but in my head, like, I thought that I really, really loved 5, right? Like, and, and I do. 5 is great. Now that I rewatch this one here, and in the context of us watching it, there's so many pivotal moments to the franchise in this movie. You know, like, we get Letty back. Yep. We get Han dying again. Not only do we have Letty back, but Elena is also here. Like we have Elena's here, love. so you get like yeah, you get both of Dom's girlfriends. Yep. You get Brian and Mia have the child, Jack. Jack. So we get the introduction of Jack. We get the whole crew. We get the first time that Dom and Hobbs are on like the same team. Like yep. Hobbs comes to recruit. It's just everything. Everything you can want from the Fastiverse all in one movie. So yeah, this this is gonna. I'm, I'm excited to see my re-rankings. That's what I was thinking about when I was watching it, because I was like, damn, this one's going to be pretty high up there next time around. Like, it's going to be much tougher to do these rankings. This is not a spoiler for future movies, but this was the last movie of the series that I saw in theaters and genuinely, unabashedly loved. Like, I saw Furious 7, and I really, really liked it, but I was also, like, majorly bummed out. Yeah. Because it was, you know, Paul Walker had just died. And so, yes. like, that had a weird... I agree. And then Fate of the Furious, I was like, this feels different. I still haven't seen that one a second time. So I'm curious to see it again. I want to see if I like it. But this was the last one that I saw in theaters. And I was like, fuck yes, I love everything about this movie. I think I even said on an earlier episode, but in the post credit sequence, jumping all the way to the end, when we see that it was Jason Statham who yes. killed Han in Tokyo yes. Drift... 
I literally stood up in theaters and raised my arms in celebration. Aside from anyone who we do a podcast about on this network, like Jason Statham is, like, I would prefer to see him in that car over anyone. Like, he is the best. Yeah, he's great. I agree. So you saw this one in theaters. I remember watching this one at my house. Okay. Like, so I don't think I saw it. I I know I didn't see this one in theaters. I was definitely watching it on a TV. And I just remember, like, you know, being like, holy fuck. (laughs) They're in this runway for so long. It's a 15-minute sequence. That, when they get, from the time they get to the airport to the time that the plane crashes... It's 15 minutes. And I didn't know that until this watch, because I was like, I want to see really how long yep. Yep. this actually is. And I like as soon as I got to the airport, I messaged you and was like, okay, there's 30 minutes left in this movie. Yep. I just got to the plane. It's a two-hour and 11-minute movie. It's an hour and 41 in, and then I checked the clock after it stopped, and it was an hour 56. Like, it is a solid... 15 minute yeah. can't catch your breath action sequence yeah and it, it has it's very complex there's a lot going on there's like a lot of dancing involved you know what i mean just like yeah. special effects and stuff so it, it it is really awesome i can't believe how long it was so like i was watching this at home then like last night uh rachel and i watched the first half of it and we were drinking and it took much longer to watch it than i imagined because rachel's you know she doesn't know all of the backstory as well as we do and she didn't watch five with me before we recorded last time i'm trying to explain to her like oh this is really important because elena's here but letty comes back in this one she's like what and like you know like we're like talking through all of these things so yeah it was it was great though it this is that's what i'm saying there's so much interconnectedness in this one that it makes it really really fun to watch but what's also amazing honestly to me is that it doesn't feel overstuffed like i think the next couple might sort of start to feel like that, and I want to see them again, you know, Same. within the scope of seeing. Because I've never, like, I've only seen seven, I think, twice, and I've seen eight once. I didn't see all the movies leading up to either of them either time I saw them. You know what I mean? So, yeah. within the scope of seeing these all in the last six months or so, I'm curious to see how I think about those. But from what I remember, I think it's like they feel a little crowded, but I don't want to pass too much judgment on them now. We will get to those the next two months. All I know is that this is great. Yeah, there's already so many star actors that once they start adding even more to, like, up the wow factor, you're right, it feels kind of crowded. That's a perfect way to put it. I never described it like that, but I can understand exactly what you're saying. Before we talk about the movie, before we talk more about the movie, you want to do our first segment, Extracurricular Activities? Yes, I do. Do you want to go first, or do you want to go second, or what? Uh, l- let me go first, I guess. Go ahead. It's uh, The big thing is that we've sort of been teasing it for, like, three months, but oh, I yeah. finally am able to announce that I bought a house. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you, I'm thank you. I'm excited about it. I you and Rachel a... and the Connecticut crew will be coming down in the next, probably, I would imagine, by the by the time we record the next one or shortly thereafter, you guys will be down here for, at some point, so that's exciting. Yeah, we're going to come down to visit. I'm excited for you to have the now New Jersey headquarters yes. of the Cage Club Podcast Network, and I sent you a present, which we've been tracking, but somehow it's taken so fucking long <laughs> to get to you. It's literally Still been like... Here. Yeah, it w- when did it ship? Like, literally almost two weeks ago, right? Oh, a long time ago. Yeah, it was like almost two weeks ago. Coming from Denver to New Jersey, and it's still not at your house. It was like DHL to drop off to USPS, and as of this morning, DHL claims that they dropped it off yesterday. USPS yep. claims that they haven't gotten it yet. Fun things all around. What else? Uh, we hung out this weekend. We did. I was going to ask you if you were going to do the combined news. Go ahead. Explain what happened. We... 
the Kings Club Podcast Network had an event for one of our podcasts. Actually, you know, I am in charge of a lot of things on the network, but I was so tangentially involved in this event. The PSL of Hoffman podcast about Philip yes. Seymour Hoffman Shout out had a guys. live event. Basically, just like we did the Zephys for Zack Attack, they did the Hoffy Awards for the PSL of Hoffman podcast. So they did sort of, you know, best character, best movie, all sorts of different categories. They rented out the back room of a bar, of a cool dive bar in Brooklyn. Yeah, it was really cool. I'm, like, so jealous. I want to steal this idea. It was so cool for them to do it live, and it was so much fun to be there that, like, I really want to steal this idea. I don't know how it would work out, but I feel like we could convince a lot of people to, like, call in. Well, because what I'm trying to get at is they, we actually announced one of the awards, right? We announced one of the winners. They asked Joey and, by association, me yep. um, to come up and announce one of the winners of one of their awards. And this was just, like, such a cool, fun thing for me. I think it's a cool way for everyone to, like, plug each other and, like, you know, show that, you know, we are friendly and stuff. So If you want to hear that, the episode is out now. It came out today as we're recording this. It came out about a week cool. ago I need as to you're listen listening to, to this. I haven't listened to it yet. If you go in the podcast, it starts, our segment starts about an hour and three minutes in. And we're okay. on stage for about 13 minutes or so. Damn, so, really? Uh, yep. As usual, we are fucking chatty. Also, I was drinking. We say almost nothing about Philip Seymour Hoffman, which is exactly the way that it was always going to go. True. Th- so at this bar, they had, like, shot in a beer for $6, and I was like, how can I not get a shot in a beer for $6? I'm so glad that I didn't partake in that. I'm so Why? glad. I just had, like, three shots and three beers, but we were drinking beer before that because we had met up, and we went to a fun brewery in Brooklyn that I really like called Other Half. Which was great. Yeah, it's a really cool brewery. It's, like, really tiny in this really shitty, weird location. Like, just, like, shitty, like, dimension shape-wise. But they make great beer, so, yeah, I like going there. But cooler than that, better than the brewery, is we went to Katz's Deli before and got delicious, amazing pastrami on a $22 sandwich, which was just incredible. Pastrami's hard. So I'm a big barbecue head, and um, pastrami is just like corned beef brisket, but then smoked. I'm a big fan of pastrami. To find good pastrami is really hard. The guy that I, you know, is is like my barbecue sensei online that I follow, he always talks about... Yeah, hello and slow. Um, he always talks about Katz's Deli as having the best pastrami in his head, and he's trying to figure out how he, they make it. And um, so I was like, look, I got to fucking try this, because when Carnegie Deli was there, and we went down the night that it closed, and we ate like as like one of the last meals in Carnegie Deli. So I'm like, okay, let's try Katz this time. I had never been there, and I was, I was not disappointed. It was great. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I'd never been there before, and I'd always meant to go. I think I was telling either you or telling Matt. I think we've, we've mentioned Matt before in this podcast. Your friend we definitely Matt. Have. Yeah, Matt and Zach are there, too. I was saying either to you or to him or maybe to both of you that I went in Katz's one time when I was in Ooh. college, when I was in the city for something, when I was just like a broke college kid. And I was like, oh, I don't have $22 for a sandwich. Like I just, and I just turned around and walked out. Little did I Little know did... that I was like that close to like just deliciousness. I know $22 sounds like a lot for a sandwich, but they give you a fuck ton of pastrami, man. It's probably it's like... like about a pound of pastrami. Yeah, at least a pound of pastrami. Like it's a ton. And it and they make it, it's just like hot and like just ready right there. So also you have to keep in mind that it is New York prices. So like you're yeah, you're in Manhattan. If that was in New Jersey or if that was in Connecticut, it would still be expensive, but it'd probably be like sixteen or seventeen, probably. Like for the same exact thing. Yep. Uh, totally agree. You know, so it's a little bit inflated because of New York, but 
the same time, you get a lot of food. They give you a whole platter. If you don't say no, they give you a platter of pickles, of half sours and you know regular yeah. pickles. And it's just it's it's so good. It's I we cannot stress enough. If you're in New York, go to Katz's Deli. Yeah, I, I'm actually like dreaming of it, and like I'm thinking about a way that I can get convince Rachel to go back with me soon. But thankfully, she wasn't with us, so it won't be too hard to get her to go. But she's not like a huge pastrami head like I am. So, but yeah, we'll figure it out. That was definitely awesome. Is that all that you think happened? Oh, we also went to, since we last recorded, we also hung out again. We went to another Penguins-Devils game in New Jersey. We did, and since then, the Devils are now out of the playoffs, and the yep. Penguins are marching on. March of the Penguins? Is that their official verb? Uh, yeah, they, do, they do say it. It's not like a big thing, but they'll like, you know, kind of jokingly say that like you know the social media teams use it and stuff yep not like you, you'll never hear the coach be like we're marching the march of the penguins <laughs> you know but like sure so that's yeah penguins that's all i got on. that's all i did that's all we did anything else that you did of note in particular since the last time we recorded to segue into mine then i went to penguins game in philadelphia yeah which is just game. full of garbage people yeah like yeah they're they're pretty much like the worst fans ever as you can imagine and i'm sure you've heard if you like follow any type of sports they're pretty bad but i had a good time and i sat close and i was friendly with everyone around me i'm, I'm a pretty easygoing friendly person especially a sports fan yeah nothing happened to us rachel and i were totally fine we made it out safe and alive it was great what else is going on oh uh a small very very joe thing is that i'm currently on a best drunken noodles tour of new haven oh i knew that you've been like eating a lot of drunken noodles i didn't know that you were on a tour of new haven looking for the best drunken noodles um yeah i mean that's what i do with like a lot of foods like this like i'll like be like really focused on like one meal so like at least like once a week i'm getting drunken noodles from different places and i've come up with like you know a mental grading scale of drunken noodles so do you want you want to kind of hear my criteria a little bit sure go for it okay it's like types of vegetables used because they like a lot of places mix it up man sometimes you get tomatoes sometimes you get carrot i mean usually get carrots usually get onions some do green beans which i like okay and then some do red peppers and green peppers some just do green peppers do you want to explain what drunken noodles are to people who might not have had them because i had them for the first time like a month or two ago so i oh really that, i wouldn't have known it's a thick egg noodle like a real yep. it's like almost like the thai version of lasagna noodles that's that's a good that's a good example or good uh, good explanation yes and then usually it has some kind of like Thai type sauce, which is usually like soy based. It's like a soy brown sauce. You usually have chicken, shrimp, or beef in it. I usually go chicken. And then you have like a combination of veggies of whatever they want to put in there. And then I dump a bunch of sriracha on the top. Ooh, all right. And so how many places, how many different places have you had in the last, you know, month or so? I'm at about eight right now. And do you have a, do you have a clear favor? There are a couple up there. There's a couple up there because it's, it's a lot of difference. So like the thing, one thing that plays a huge factor into my choices is like, I like to get it as takeout, right? Because that's how it should be eaten. Yeah. Okay. As takeout. Yep. If you use styrofoam, I have this like weird thing in my head that I, I can taste styrofoam. Huh. Okay. Like it imp- imparts a flavor on the food of this like synthetic flavoring, which other people say that they don't seem to get, but it really bothers me. So like if it comes in styrofoam, instantly knock down a couple notches. I probably will never get this again. Wow. So it has okay, to come okay. in plastic. And then there's like, you know, do they grill the chicken? Does it taste like flame grilled chicken? Or is it not? You know, how much Thai basil do they use? All kinds of factors like this. So, 
Yeah, I have a pretty good comprehensive list, so when you come to visit, we'll get you some drunken noodles. Yeah, and everyone has, like, the one... So, like, I asked Matt, I asked Zach, I asked uh, my co-workers, like, where's your favorite drunken noodle spot? And everybody's like, this one. And they're never the same one. Yeah, so, like, I've been doing, like, all of them, like, in the greater New Haven area. So it's, like, all the little towns have their cool. own favorite Thai place. Yeah, so that's what I've been up to. That's pretty much my life. Awesome. Well, that's that. So that was the last month. Hopefully in the next month we will have more exciting news. I can tell you that I will not buy a second house in the next <laughs> month. But, you know, Congrats. other stuff. Maybe more drunken noodles. Maybe more cool things. Yeah. Uh, lots of fun things hopefully, hopefully happening in the next month. So, back to Fast and Furious 6. Okay. It is great. I think we've said that. It's great. This is what we were talking about when you messaged me. You were like, I can't believe how perfect the beginning of this movie is. And it is perfect because it starts out with Dom and Brian drag racing, right? Because that was the end of the last one. Yes. And you're like, oh, we're finally seeing who wins this race at the end of Fast Five. Yes. We don't really, we didn't really know after five if they were going to make a six. You know what I mean? It wasn't like at the point where it was like really confirmed. You know what I mean? Five, we didn't know the franchise was going to keep going on. Like they had pushed it. Five was great, but we didn't know. Well, again, remember, I came to it late. I came to it after five. So, like, I I wasn't keeping up with the franchise until six. Yeah, but I feel like at five, they could have snuffed it still. You know what I mean? Like, now, I don't think they'll ever, like, fully... They can't snuff it, right? Like, there's always going to be another one in some well, form or another. it seems like they might. I don't know. It's it's hard to say, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it, it's, it feels more powerful now. Like, because we were, like, on an up-and-down little stint there for a while, you know? So, like, if 5 wouldn't have done well, like, they were pushing it, you know? Because, like, 4 wasn't great. You know, everybody hated 3, you know? So we were just, like, in a different place. Um, So we get the race, and then we also get that cool intro where they have, like, all the flashback scenes that kind of, like, sums up. It's, like, one of these, like, last week on the show you know like so it's kind of what like the rocky movies do at the beginning of every rocky movie they're like hey if you haven't seen a rocky movie in a while here here's sort of like a recap of mostly the last movie but also sort of the whole series up to this point and so this over sort of stylized i mean it's not like crazy stylized graphics or crazy stylized opening they're sort of recapping who the characters are the journeys they've been on a lot of fast five i think it's important because as we as we've sort of been saying as you're saying about you know explaining to rachel we're sort of at the point right now where you can enjoy this movie on its own but you also kind of need to know the characters and their backstories and like not necessarily be obsessive about it but sort of have no in the back of your head like oh this is what happens so on and so forth yes exactly because you need to know like this is important because letty's coming back Right. And, like, Dom's with this girl because she was Hobbs's partner in the last one. You're right. The movie's much more enjoyable. You could definitely watch it as a standalone film, but it's much more enjoyable if you would have had all of the little backstory tidbits involved in it. Oh, I had one more story that I didn't tell you. Fuck. Go for it. We're going re- to reopen the extracurricular activities bag. Just for a quick one. I went to go see Blockers yesterday. And oh, if you're right, f- right, 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 yes. If you're a fan of the Fast and Furious franchise... There's a nice, like, two-minute ode to Fast and Furious scene. There's a scene with it. You probably saw it in the trailers. They, like, you know, put part of it in the trailers. But it's really, really good and worth watching if you're a fan. I was hoping that you could have seen it so we could talk about it. It's fine. I want to talk about it next uh, episode with you whenever you the finally problem, see like, I'm, I'm usually pretty good about movies in theaters. The I know problem was that I fell behind when I was moving and doing all sorts of stuff no, like that. No, okay. And yeah. also, the movie looked like shit. Like, it looked 
bad and dumb. And then it's it came funny. out, like, it was getting, like, good reviews, and, like, people it's liked it. Funny. So I was like, oh. And I just yeah, haven't had a chance it. to go see it yet. But I will sometime in the next week or so, I think. Cool. So, yeah, I want to talk about it on the next one. And I had, a, as a like, little side story, yep. as I'm leaving, I'm going to the bathroom before, like, I get ready to drive home. And there's three kids that were in the theater with me. Um, the movie theater is pretty much empty, but there's three kids. They seem, like, a little bit younger than me. They're probably, like, college-age kids. And they're talking about the movie. They said, do you like this movie? And the kid's like, yeah, I liked it pretty good. It was almost as good as Date Night. And the one kid goes, what would you give this movie? And he's like, about a 5 of 10. I'm like, oh, man, that sounds weird. And he's like, what? 5 of 10? That's that's not great. Like, this was a really funny movie. And he's like, yeah, well, I only gave Date Night like a 6 of 10. And he's like, what? Like, that was a great movie, too. He's like, well, what did you give La La Land? And the kid goes, 10 of 10. It was a perfect (laughs) movie. And I just, like, put my hand down. And I was like, oh, God, I was so thinking of you. He was like, what is better about La La Land than this movie? And he's like, the screenwriting, like the cinematography. And I was like, this is like a young, douchey Joey, like in the making. And it was really funny to see. So <laughs> so even in the bathroom, I'm thinking of you, my friend. Well, I appreciate that. I do want to yeah. say, though, that I don't usually... Like, I do have a couple friends who give movies... Like, like I rate every movie on Letterboxd, but, like, I yeah. don't talk about, like, oh, that was, like, a 6 of 10 movie. I'll be like, oh, I liked it. Like, it was funny. It was dumb, but it was funny. You know what I mean? Like, I don't go around, like... Oh, yeah, I know you don't. And, and this kid was prodding movies. his friend for it. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like that. I just happened to be in the middle of this conversation. And then for him to go back to La La Land, which, if you guys listen to boyfriend material, you would know that Joey loves La La Land, the movie, sure and do. I have no idea why. And to just be inside that conversation from a different perspective was hilarious to me. So sorry for the other extracurricular back track, but I need to throw that one in there because it really made my day yesterday. And I didn't tell you it because I was waiting to tell you today. So, <laughs> well, yeah. what's interesting to me is that we've said all along on all of our podcasts that all four of our podcasts, including the Now in Hibernation Zack Attack, are all basically one podcast. But while we have crossover listeners like Jenny and like Jess and like Melissa, yeah. this is by far the most different audience of all yeah. of the podcasts that we do. I think so. So people might not have listened to our Boyfriend Material episode of La La Land Probably not. because they're into the Fast and Furious. I don't think anybody listens to anything. That was my story. I really needed to throw that one in there. I'm glad that you got a laugh out of it because I laughed in the bathroom. So then I'm like laughing at their conversation in the bathroom awkwardly, but they don't know why I'm laughing. And it's just like, a, yeah, it was just weird. So, yeah. Okay. But I do want to use this moment to say that if you like us and you're like, I don't really like Zac Zac Efron or Channing Tatum or Ryan Gosling or whatever, give it a shot because it... Listen to some of the ones that the movies you've seen. It's the same. It's the same dumb shit. It's it's just us being us. So like in this, if you've enjoyed listening to this, I'm sure that you'll find something amusing about those ones too. It's a, there's a lot of good like drunken Joe stories involved in those. So yeah, especially maybe the Zephys. Especially the Zephys. Yeah. All right. Um, so we got through the intro. This is the first one that we get vi- uh, a Wiz Khalifa song in. Big to me because I grew up in Pittsburgh. Uh, Wiz Khalifa went to the same high school my dad did. I had friends that hung out with Wiz Khalifa in high school. This was, like, really big that he... Like, when I saw Fast and the Furious movie that he had a song in, I was like, oh, shit, this is crazy, right? We own it. It's over the opening credits. It is great. Yeah. This whole soundtrack is good. I was listening to this today a little bit. There's a T.I. and Lil Wayne song called Ball, which I don't think's in the movie, but, like, it's... Just on the soundtrack? Yeah, it's on the soundtrack. I think it's, like, the second song, maybe? Like, I just gotta cool. listen to these soundtracks more, because yeah. between the, the songs that are in the movies, which are great, and also the songs that are just on the soundtrack, which are also great, like, there's a lot of good, especially if you like hip-hop and, like, dancey 
sort of yeah, you know, exactly like music. pop. Like, and there's a lot of good of, stuff. Yeah, these are great soundtracks. I'm I'm a big I'm a big fan. But the opening, we see them racing. We're like, oh, it's the end of Fast Five. But no, they're racing to see Jack being born. Mia is in labor. I wrote down so many quotes from this movie that I love. And Go Dom, ahead. the first one I wrote down is Dom says to Brian, "You're going to be a great father, Brian. What makes you so sure?" And Dom says, "Cause I'll be there to kick your ass if you ain't." And I was just like, like I got chills a little bit. I was just like, "Yeah." Oh. Like it's just so. It's so. I think we hit peak Dom one-liners in this movie. Oh I think yeah. This that's another part of like the reason why I was like, "Oh shit!" I forgot how good Six was. He does the like, what is it like the guy from CSI Miami with the glasses? He does like so many of those moments. Oh, David Caruso. Yeah, he does so many David Caruso moments. And I really feel like if you value good screenwriting and everything you might roll your eyes at these but if you love these characters and love these movies he gets so many good lines basically every line out of the rock's mouth is one of these kind of lines like yeah. everything he says yeah. is quotable like there's are characters that they know how to write and that's just like like basically dom hobbs roman yep tej to an extent Exactly, like a lot of Tej. The three of them, everything they say is just like it's perfectly written. Like this ain't a plane, this a planet. It's just like that's so oh many... god. That's I think that's the worst line in Fast and Furious history. So like, I it's realized so bad. I realized it looks so good in writing because it's the same word, but when you say it, they don't sound alike at all. No, you lose all the alliteration, and the way he delivers it's bad. It's just really, really bad. So. Yeah, I, I was I was like, oh god, like I just face palmed really hard when I heard him say it. But like it's memorable. Like it might not be good, but it's memorable. That counts for something. Yeah, I liked it. Oh, so the big the, so the big new additions in terms of cast in this movie is we have Luke Bryan as Shaw as yes. the leader of this British crew that is basically the British family in a sense. Although we they're bizarro, we they're bizarro, Fast and Furious. They are not at all family. Like, they are treating each other, like, Shaw treats them as disposable parts and it goes just for effectiveness. Yeah, they're a business, for sure. They're definitely not a family. But it leads to one of my favorite lines in the movie where Roman realizes everybody is like, oh, he's like, this one's Dom, this one's me, this one's Ted. She's like, you know, a black guy in a beanie, whatever. And then he points to the picture of the blonde girl. He's like, oh, look, Brian, it's you. And then Brian flips him off. He's like, no, 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 you know that you're the prettiest blonde around. And it's just like, there's such a camaraderie there and I just love it. But it opens up this entire new world of like, like I feel like this is the first time that we really get another crew. Like we've had the yakuza, and we've had like the Brazilian yeah, Tran. gangsters and stuff and everything. Yeah, but this is like a crew. Like this is like a group. exactly them. It's it's the same yes. parts. We ha- we see equal parts. Yeah, and it was a very interesting dynamic and interesting way for the movie to go to you know continue the story on, and I really liked it. So yeah also get as a new addition basically the new elena is gina carano former mma was she mma or is she wrestling i don't remember i don't are you, are you talking about like the russian looking woman that joins their crew she's the one that that hobbs recruits she was mma okay and then she flips on them at the end yes right? which i forgot about and i was like oh, i totally shit. forgot about that too i totally forgot about that too yeah she, she was like wor- she was a double agent she yeah. was working the um the other side from the inside. In this movie, Brian puts himself in prison so that he Which can is get great. to Braga. It's crazy because if it doesn't work out, Brian's not getting out of prison for life. Whatever we like, when we were watching it. Rachel's like, "Wait, why is he going to prison?" And then she's like, "Why is he friendly with this guy?" I was like, "Well, he has to he has to put himself in prison to get to Braga to find out where Letty is to get out of prison and then go rescue Letty." And she's like, "What?" And I'm like, "Yes." 
That's exactly what's happening. But what's super cool about this whole sequence is that number one, this is the cop from Too Fast, Too Furious because he breaks his he breaks his nose again, right? Yeah, it's it's the one when he's like, stop stop fighting in my um. Yeah, I think it's the same cop. Yeah, because that's no, like definitely his buddy. Because when he breaks his nose, the guy says uh, again, and then I think it was Too Fast, Too Furious, and yes. then he goes to see Braga in prison. Or was it Braga four? Was the main bad guy in four. It was four. When he breaks his nose, I think. Oh, that was okay. That was the same movie. Okay, I think it was that one. I mean, dude, we'll figure it out eventually. We're gonna watch we these over and over and over again. Gina Carano is the one that the Rock that Hobbs recruits, but he recruits her basically for the same reasons that he recruited Elena. That she's young, talented, top of her class. He's like, if you keep this up, you know, you're gonna have my job one day or whatever. Little does he know that she's gonna flip evil because when Brian goes to jail, the reason I brought that up now. Was because yes. when Brian goes to jail, Braga says, Shaw doesn't let you in. He shows you what he wants you to see. No, he says and... he doesn't let you in unless he wants you there, or something right. along these lines. But he also says something to the effect of, like, there's somebody, like, there's basically a mole. And even with that, like, didn't trigger me. You know Same. what I mean? Like, I was just like, oh, right, okay. And then, yeah, wow. Yeah, it was a big it was a big surprise for me when it, when it actually happened. Totally felt the exact same way. I was, like, really confused. But then I remembered it, you know what I mean? But I was like, why is this, like... So I just call her, like, the Russian lady. She she looks kind of Russian to me. She's American. She's from Dallas. Maybe I just, I just like, assumed, like, she was Russian because I was like, oh, she's, like, a double evil spy. And usually these people are Russian. So, like, in my head, I had her marked down as Russian. You know, in characters. In characters in movies. Usually, like, the Russian guy is, like, the, the evil spy from the Cold yep. War days. So I, like, I kept calling her the Russian, and I didn't know why I was calling her the <laughs> Russian. So maybe it was because I knew she was a double secret spy. What's cool of note about her, the actress, is that she will come back for another one of our podcasts. She will? Magic Mike's. She is oh. the star of Haywire, Damn. which is okay. a Steven Soderbergh movie, which is incredible. I love that movie. It is great, and she's the star of it, and she's absolutely, completely badass. Like, it's so, so good. So I can't wait for you to see that, because I just love that movie. But yeah, she will be back in that movie in not too long from now. Yeah, that's crazy. When Dom calls all of them, I'm just going to go through, like, my highlights of what happened in this movie. Okay. When Dom, or when they're calling, they're all calling Dom, or Dom is calling all of them. Oh, yeah, Dom's Dom calling is calling them. Yep. When Roman's phone rings, his Dom's, like picture to like identify dom as just a charger <laughs> did you did you notice I didn't that? See that no that's awesome like when his phone rings he like looks at it, it's just a charger and it says dom and he's like oh shit i gotta take this and that's what he like tells the girls like he can't go on the plane with them like he can't take them to wherever they were going to macau and he he's like we got a macau playing yeah. around he's like you know that uh, casino i told you about here's some uh, free buffet vouchers yeah, because he's still, like, cheap, remember? <laughs> like, that's pretty funny. Well, yeah, because that comes back later when he, like, is asking for coins to buy snacks at the vending machine. Tej says, are you serious? It. You're a millionaire and still asking for money? He's like, that's how you stay a millionaire, which is true, but also, which is, spend a buck. This is, like, a very common thing for... Who is the running back for the Seattle Seahawks? Marshawn Famous. Lynch. Yeah, because he's Marsh- he's never spent a dollar of what he's made in the NFL. His cousin is, like, some random dude, and he says, like, whatever, like, they go out to eat, like, he makes his cousin pay for the meals and shit. <laughs> Like, and he's like, dude, like, you're like a multimillionaire. He's like, yeah, I'm trying to stay that way. And, like, he's, like, shorting his cousin for, like, $30 dinners that he goes to eat with him. And his cousin's, like, just some regular dude. It's so it's weird, like, but I love it. It's so weird, but I love it, too, yeah. Did you see that they were not drinking Coronas in this one at one point? What were they drinking? It was some kind of, like, weird English beer. Uh, no, no, it was when they were on the island. Dom and Brian, like, they have that, like, moment... 
before Hobbs shows up, right? And, like, shows them that, like, they found Letty. Okay. Or she could still be alive. They're drinking some beers that weren't Coronas, and it was, like, really surprising to me that they had, like, these, like, it was whatever local beer to that island, I guess. Like, their version of, maybe, oh, I should have, like, really figured it out. Because maybe it's, like, a brand that's also made by Corona. Wouldn't that have been pretty cool? That would have been cool. We do get, I mean, we spent the last movie mostly in Rio. This movie is mostly in London and the United Kingdom, so we are expanding our global reach. I don't remember where Seven takes place. But I know that eight Dubai. is in New York. It, it goes. So. It goes to eight. Seven goes to Dubai because that's when they. Oh jump yeah, seven's place partly in yeah. Dubai. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, we are expanding our global reach. When they leave, when Dom and Brian leave, Mia says, "You guys are you're stronger together." She because Brian's like, "I'm gonna stay with you." Like Dom's like, "No, you're a dad now. Stay." And Mia's like, "No, go with him. You're stronger together." You Mia says, were. "He's right. We're family. If we got a problem, we deal with it together. And I'll feel safer knowing you're both out there watching each other's backs." You're stronger together. You always were. Now exactly. go get Letty. Bring her home. Yes, that's that's it. That's like the the, the plot of the movie right there. Like yep. they just yep. give it to yep. you. Like this is what they're gonna do now. So that was pretty cool. So then we get like the, you know they're like they 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 do the whole Italian job scene right. They're all like together in the fucking thing. Everybody comes together. Roman makes the baby oil joke. You know the Rock shows up behind yep, him. Hob shows up. Yep. Mm-hmm. So then they get into like this first kind of chase with the bad guys, right? And we get a little bit of a throwback to Too Fast, Too Furious. We get sort of a modernized EMP little pulse thing. Yes! Of those, like, forks. This is what I was gonna... This yeah. is exactly yep. the point that I was getting to. And it hits Roman's car, okay? And this... Like, the EMPs were, like, a big part of two, right? And this was, like, the whole scene where, like, Brian has to climb out of the car and yep, rip it yep, off yep. and like everything like that. It hits Roman's car and he goes, what is this, a hockey puck? And I'm like, <laughs> Roman, of all the people in the movies, you're the one who should know what the EMP is. Yeah. Like, like it was the worst character to say this. Like, I can see, like, Tej kind of has to know what it is. Maybe if it would have, like, happened to Han, maybe it would have worked. But I'm like, Roman's the... Roman, you spent a whole movie dealing with EMPs. Like, that was, yeah. like, the main premise of the movie and you yep. don't know what the fuck this is. Yep. But then Brian drives his EMP off, which yeah, is the he, coolest he, thing he, ever. He steers his car basically into a pole <laughs> and knocks it off, yeah. But just, like, knocks off the EMP and, like, grazes the car. I don't even think he grazes the car. Like, I think the car is still pristine. I mean, this movie wrecks a ton of cars, and we will get to that later. But, like, yeah. his car, I think, is, like, he just, like, he taps just enough for it to knock off, and that's it. Dom runs into Letty, and he finally sees her, and we have this, like, moment where they come together. You think she's going to remember him, and she just shoots him. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I totally forgot about that, too. Like, I did not remember Letty just, like, opens up on Dom and just, like, fucking shoots him in the shoulder and then just runs away. And I was like, whoa, okay, I forgot, t- totally forgot about that, but th- that's a scary ex-girlfriend moment. Well, a lot of this movie is Dom trying to convince Letty that she is the girl that he remembers and that she remembers him. And yes. most of the movie it's is Letty not. saying, that girl doesn't exist anymore, I'm a different person, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, super weird to me. Letty shoots Dom, they have to go back and reconvene now, right? Uh, so they reconvene for, like, round two of, like, street racing and stuff like that. And we, we had already seen the flip car, right? Like, in the first one, we know that Shaw has this car that's essentially just, like, a giant wedge. Yes. It's like so an Indy car. Flip car, let me let me run down the vehicles that I wrote down for this and see if we missed any. Go ahead. So we've got cars, obviously, just regular cars. Yeah. We've got Hobbs's tank, you know, tank? Armored, armored car, kind of. Not, not a tank tank, but like an armored car, kind of. Yeah, like the one we like a new From version five. of the one we talked about last time. Yeah. Yep. 
We've got what I was calling the Batmobile Plow, which is sort of like that low flip car. Isn't it called? Isn't it called a flip car? Is it? Didn't we be. talk about this in the last one? It might be. They were like, "Oh, that's a flip car." We've but yeah, got, like it's a uh, Batmobile. Arm, we've got like army trucks or army convoy vehicles, just sort of yes, like we do. you know carrier crew things. We do. Number five, I wrote down just in all capital letters: tank, 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 because it's <laughs> an actual tank. Yeah. There are motorcycles. Giselle and Han are on motorcycles in this movie. Yes, they are. Uh, seven, I have Hobbs in a helicopter. Yes. Yes, we do. Number eight, I have a planet-sized plane. Yes. Like, that's I like think... an aircraft. It's like a carrier. Like, yeah, that you and can... I think that's it. Do you remember anything else? Because I didn't see anything else. I don't remember anything else. No, we didn't really get boats in this one, did we? No. I feel like boats are sort of relegated to two, although we'll sort of get a return to boats in a sense in eight. And I was actually getting flashes forward to eight in this movie in a couple different times, but I don't really want to spoil those now because we're not really no. talking ahead. But there were a couple things Dom, like things that Dom said or like just sort of ways that scenes looked that I was like, oh, huh, okay, knowing where eight goes... It's sort of like a interesting, you know, not like a reversal, like a sort of like a preversal, like before yeah. it happens, like oh, I don't do X, Y, or Z, or like what this looks like, and then an eight is going to be the opposite or whatever. Yes. Now we're back. We're reconvening before the second like yep. showdown, right? Yep. So I'm watching the movie with Rachel last night. This is really funny. There's a scene where Brian's holding a bullet, right? And and like he's like trying to focus on it, like the like the camera like focuses right, right, on right. the bullet, and Rachel looks at me and goes, "What is that?" And Brian goes. It's a 5.5 millimeter <laughs> Spitzer bullet from this gun, only made here. And, like, it just totally. Like, I, like, looked at her and pointed at the TV. And then Brian's like, this is exactly what it is. And, yep. like, answered her question. And it was just such a great moment. She, I'm like, look, like, nothing in the Fast and the Furious is that hard. Like, if you don't know what it is, they're going to tell you what it is. So, like. And because handguns are illegal in the UK, he knows exactly where it came from. It's from one specific gun. They know exactly which pawn shop to go to. Yes. They know exactly how to get to Letty, essentially. Yep. It's like X to Y to Z. It is exactly how to get where they go. So now they're on their, like, lookout for Letty. They find the creepy guy that, like, builds the weird car shits for Shaw. And they're going to go, like, figure out from him, too. Um, so that's when never send a man to do a woman's job. Strong female characters. We see Gal Gadot and the Russian woman, who's not Russian. Gina Carano. We see them go down. And then Han and Roman are talking. And I get one of the best Roman lines in the movie, which is he's talking about how Han's looking at Gal Gadot, right? Like he, like they're not like in a relationship. I know exactly yet, what line you're talking about. Yep, yep. And he's like, "You don't want to lease this model. You want to buy." Yep. And he's like talking to him, and then he's like, uh, "Like a girl like her needs a really either needs big bling or a big dick, right? What does he say? <laughs> right." What? Right? Isn't that what he says? Am I, I don't remember, it, but it, it makes sense. No, he yeah, he goes, he goes like, you need to buy her a big ring because a girl like that he need, needs a big ring or a big dick. And Han looks at Roman and goes, that's why all your girlfriends wear so much bling. And it's just like <laughs> perfect. And it's just like the best joke. <laughs> and like he just like walked right into it. It was great. I was like, that is some good writing. Now Gal Gadot's like seducing this thing. Russian lady pins him. He calls Shaw. They break in. 
Then there's like the whole run through the subway fight, which I think is kind of stupid. Like, well, no, I, I like it th- because we get Gina Carano fighting against Michelle Rodriguez because Letty is on the wrong side of the law right now. Yeah, she's she's fighting evil Letty. Evil Letty's fighting real Letty, but they're on the wrong teams. Right. So... And then later in the movie, when Gina Carano flips and when Letty comes back to basically being old Letty, yes. they fight again, but on the right side of things. So we have that, which is cool. I like <laughs> That's that. That's cool. That is cool. It's, 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 it's ladies fighting in a way that like you don't normally see in movies, number one. True. And then number two, we also have Roman and Han trying to fight the guy from The Raid, which is... Have you seen The Raid or no? The Raid Redemption? No. I think we started watching it and um, I fell asleep, but I think Rachel's seen them. Like, I know I definitely oh, have... They purchased are... these movies digitally and I, I have them, but I don't think that I watched them. They're perfect action movies. They're so good. Like, they are it. just incredible hand-to-hand combat I've heard great movies. things about them. The kid Aiden that was watching all of your movies that, like, loves your movie taste, he was yeah. the one who was talking about how much he loves to raid, so it's I, so I good. trust and the, it. The guy that they're fighting, uh, the, the guy that Roman okay. and Han are fighting, is one of the two, like, good guy leads in the raid, and he just kicks serious ass. So I love seeing him fight in this, because the raid was out before this, and so I had seen the raid, and I was like, oh, shit, that's cool to see. Yeah, that's awesome. We finish the subway fighting where Han and Roman get their ass kicked. Roman says, let's not never talk about this. Then we get, like, the actual Letty story, right? Is this the first time we finally see what actually happened to Letty? Yeah, I think so, because this is... We find out what happened to Letty, I think, when Brian goes to prison, right? Yeah, maybe he's in prison right now. Like, they find out the story... Yeah, Brian's in prison. He talks to the the old bad guy. Talks to Braga, and Braga's like, this is what actually happened, and Letty got away, and she wasn't dead, and this is why she's here, which I think this would have worked better at, like, the end of the last movie or the beginning of this movie or something, but okay, fine, we figured out what the fuck's going on. Like, she, like, dives out and isn't dead, and cut to, now they're just in a street race, right? Like, Dom and Brian, like, line up for a street race. Oh, no, Dom has to race Letty to make her remember. Yes. Tom's gonna, Tom's gonna that is, race. Hold on, hold on. Let's not gloss over the fact that you just said the best sentence that's ever been said. Dom needs to raise Letty so that she can remember. He's trying to remember her by racing her into, like racing it into her. She says to him, "What do you got? A death wish or something?" He says, "If that's what it takes, like I'm gonna do anything that it takes to get you back, Letty." Yes, and then we get a nice cameo of Rita Ora, the beautiful. Rita Ora. I was drinking while I was watching the movie, and I was like, oh, look, it's Cardi B. And Rachel's like, it's not Cardi B. And I was like, the other one then. And she was like, which other one? And I, and I listed off, like, four female, like, rap. Uh, oh, then I was like, no, it's um Iggy Azalea. And Rachel's like, not her either. And I was like, who is it then? And she's like, Rita Ora. And I was like, that one. Yes, it's definitely that one. So, yes, we have Rita Ora show up to just do the, like... To do the hot girl, like, basically, yeah, ready, set, go, yeah. And they and she and she's in England, so she does ready, steady, go. And we also get what's cool here. In 5, we have that iconic scene where Dom says, your problem's thinking you're in America, you're a long way from home, this is Brazil. Here, it's not at all the same stakes, but she's like, this is London, you know, this is what we're about, and it's like sort of the same, like, it's a movie that takes people from many different groups and shows many different groups on screen that everybody can sort of relate to one character or another, or whatever. I guess the one thing that this, this franchise really doesn't have which is a little weird now that I'm thinking about it. It's like there's no gay characters. For, for, a, yeah. for a franchise that, like, 
is so inclusive of like every nationality for the most part. The fact that there's no gay characters sort of seems a little No, sh- we had Suki, remember? We talked Su- about We this. do have Suki, that's right. But that's only that's one character in one movie that doesn't return. Yes, that's true. But we did, and it was early, and I, it, I think yes. that they'll I think they're gonna add another one. I think that we'll eventually get another like openly gay character that's like part of the family. What I was saying is that like I like that not only does this franchise say, hey, whether you're white or black or Latino or Asian or anything, Italian or whatever, like there's somebody on screen to represent you. It also, in a weird way, less importantly, says, you know, whether you live in California or Brazil or London, like you're still part of the family. Like we get who you are. We know what you're about. There's these racing crews around the world. We share the yes. same values. We love the same things. Yeah. We know who you are. We're family. Exactly. There's car people everywhere, and you can you can be a car person, and even if you're not from America driving muscle cars or Japan driving tuners, like, you can even drive English cars, and, like, these people will exist everywhere, and it's, it's really cool. Yeah, I agree. And Dom beats Letty in the race, and he's sort of explaining her history to her through her scars, and, like, she's sort of, yes. like, suggestively revealing the scars. She's like, well, what about this one? That sort of, like, pulls her pants down a little bit, and he's like, yeah. oh, I got one of those, too. And he, like, pulls his pants down a little bit to show her. Like, just, like, let me, he's like, I know your body intimately. Let me, let me tell you the story of you. Yes. And she's like, this one on my shoulder, and he's like, there was a kid trying to show off that nearly killed you. And Rachel's like, oh, and he was the hero? And I look at her and I go, I was the kid. And, like, just, like, said it with Dom. <laughs> and, yeah, what did you do? And it's like, yeah. I was I was the kid trying to show <laughs> off. Because there's so many good, like, David Cruz. That's like a lift your, yeah. So he, like, explains to Letty, and then Shaw shows up. Letty's still not, like, really convinced about Dom, like, she she's getting she's there. warming to him, but she's not convinced yet. She's not fully convinced. So Shaw shows up. Uh, Shaw and Dom are talking. There's a laser on him, and he's like, oh, fuck Hobbs, right? And it's like, yeah. And then somehow Shaw just, like, gets away. Right? But there, well, he lets him get away, but there are great quotes in the scene. This is where we really Good, give see... give me the good quotes. I didn't write any of them down, so We go see for the real difference between the two. Shaw says to Dom, he's like, street kid, starts out stealing DVD players on the streets of LA, yes. ends up heisting $100 million in Rio, and Dom says, not bad, huh? But then, yes. we get the real divide between the two, where Shaw says, you're loyal to a fault, your code is about family, that's great around the holidays, but it makes you predictable, and in our line of work, predictable means vulnerable which is true yes it is true but also the reason that we're able to root for these criminals who on the in most movies are on the wrong side of the law is because we find something to root for charming their care about their family exactly they're they're charming in their loyalty and loyalty is a moral backbone to humans, I think, like, right? Yeah. Nobody, like, sees loyalty as a bad thing. That's why we like these movies. Like, you can even be loyal to a fault, but the loyalty is, like, something we can all relate to. Like, even if you're not a car person, and if you're not an action movie person, the cool part of, like, the family and the loyalty is that, like, anyone that's your friend can be family. Yep. And... Like, loyalty is awesome. Definitely. So after this scene, after Shaw walks away, because basically I think it's like, hey, we don't want both of these main guys to die. We especially don't want Dom to die. So, like, they just need to go on their own way. Yes. Dom goes back to the lair, the hangout, wherever they are with with Hobbs' crew. And Brian comes back. And I got such a Matrix moment here. Because Brian comes back from prison and he says to Dom, hey, man, like, you know know what happened to Letty? He's like, it's all my fault. And Dom says... 
almost exactly the same thing that Morpheus says to Neo in the Matrix after Neo comes back Ooh, from was the Oracle. Neo goes to the Oracle, and the Oracle's like, you know, you're oh, not yeah, the I know. ones. Like, sorry, kid, but you're not. Like, you have the gift, but like, you're waiting for something. Whatever. Exactly. And Neo comes back. He starts to tell. He starts to tell Morpheus. He's like, you know, the Oracle. She said. He's like. Whatever she said was for you and for you alone. And here, Dom says the same thing. He's just like, what you know is for you. He's like, now, I, he's like, I don't care. Let's get Letty back. And it's like a different sort of, like, end result, but it's the same sort of, like... Tone. You have this feel. news. I get it, but it's for you. Like, to, and like, I don't want to... You're with yeah. me. We're part of the family. Now let's go do what we set out to do. Yeah, I didn't even piece those two things together, but I can see it. I'm obsessed with The Matrix in a way that, like, you were obsessed with the early Fast and Furious. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen that movie. Yeah, no, so I've seen many it. Ton- I've seen it thirty, forty times as well. Like, I, I'm with you on it. I love The Matrix. It was a movie that I had to introduce to Rachel because she had never seen it. We love it. I fall asleep to it. Follow the White Rabbit. I make tons of references to The Matrix <laughs> all the time. There's actually a bar in Pittsburgh that reminds me of the bar in The Matrix, and I don't think I ever took you there. Nope. But it's like this weird bar that like does roller derby in the back it's so amazing and it just like when i my the first night that i walked in there i was like this is the bar from the matrix like (laughs) i was just like there it's like in this like really shitty place it's just divey and it has like those like christmas lights and like neon shit everywhere and it's like pitch black love it and it's just like love it i have to take you there next time i i keep trying to go back there every time i go back and visit but i I never wind up there and sad. I would go there. Like if, if we if I ever go with you back to Pittsburgh, there's like things that I want to do, including going there. So that'd be that'd be cool. So after Brian comes back from prison and knows sort of, you know, he he has Braga's information about how Shaw operates, and they realize that Shaw is not going after the target that they think he's going after. They think he's gonna attack the army base. The military base, yes. The military base. But instead, he's gonna go after the convoy. And so they intercept the convoy. Yep. He tricks Hobbs into moving the thing, thinking that he's coming after it, but really by moving it, it's weakening where, like, having this thing. Which is a smart plan, for sure. It's a very smart plan. This is when then Shaw busts the tank out of, like, the carrier, and this yes. is when... Is it That's what they were going after, it... right? That was the thing. It was the tank. Like, the tank was the... the that, that was, like, the egg. Like, what they were, like, hunting, right? No, they're hunting, like, the, the briefcase. Yeah, but wasn't it, like, in the tank or part of the tank? I honestly, I'm not sure. I think it was, because he said, like, he stole this tank to get, like, a $3 computer chip or something. And he was like, no, but it's a worth a well, it's on, it's worth billions of dollars. Right, okay, 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 that makes sense. Yeah, so it was, like, in the tank. Like, they needed to get this tank to get the computer chip. But Tej is on a bridge, and he's sort of the lookout, and he's like, you know, we need a plan B. Who, who's got a plan B? And then Tej says, yes. plan B, we need a plan C, D, E. He's like, we need more alphabets. And then Brian yes. says, we do what we do best, we improvise. And against, like, I love that mentality, but against a tank, uh, not great. Like, I mean, it looks like <laughs> you sort of might need a better plan, but also you can't really game plan for a tank, so you kind of have to improvise. Yeah, and they're all driving, um, in this scene is when I started to notice that there's a lot of American muscle cars in this movie. And I think this is, like, the first one that Dom's not driving, like, a charger, like, as a, as a muscle car. Yeah, he's driving, he's driving like a, a car that has a steering wheel on the right side. I know that. And it's like a weird Dodge Daytona with, like, a huge wing in the back. He has a Charger because he has a new one at the very beginning, like, when he's, like, racing Brian and stuff. But he doesn't have a Charger here. And it's, like, the first time we depart from Dom driving an old Charger. And I was kind of disappointed by it. And we have Shaw in the tank driving down the road, straight up murdering civilians. 
And Letty is kind of like protesting. Yes, a this is what I was bit. gonna say. We totally glaze over the murdering of civilians. Yeah, but not really. Like she's like she's like Shaw. You don't have to do this. But he's just like straight up like he's aiming for cars to run over. It's like oh okay, like just not the cruise cars. It's just cars that are in his way or kind of in his way. But like they're trying to steer out of his way, and he's like steering into them. Yes, exactly. He's like really like out to kill these people. It's crazy. We also get. I, I want to go back. There is a lot of Nas in this movie, including in this scene. But did you write down when they use Nas? I caught Tej has the Nas gun, right? On the harpoon gun, yep. Dom and Letty use it in the race. Well, Dom uses it, Letty tries to use it, and hers sort of fails, which is why she loses, I think. No, she just blows too early and runs through it. Does she? Okay, okay. Yeah. Roman tries to use the Nas here after he gets, like, a hit. Like, he's in front of the tank because he's acting like a decoy, and the tank shoots in front of him and then, like, rams him from behind. And one of those things, if not both or whatever, sort of mess up his car a little bit. And the Nas isn't working, so he's not able to get away. Yeah. And then we have the Nas rifle again later when they're in the on the runway. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's all I, like, that's all I noticed. That's all I wrote down, at least. Makes sense. But in this scene on the highway, they have the winch in Roman's car that he wraps the tank. They connect that. It's connected to the car. That becomes, like, an anchor. Oh, no, sorry. Can I just yeah, clarify? That car that Dom's driving with the wacky wing is a charger. It's, oh, like, okay. modified, goofy charger. Yes! No, I was right. Replica at least shares, shares some of the extreme aero mods of a Daytona. Yeah, so it looks like a Dodge Daytona to me. I Good. I feel a lot better. So but, it is, but it is a charger. I, apparently. That's what Car Movie Database says. I was, like, really concerned just, like, thinking about that. Sorry for interrupting. No, 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 no. It's fine. Roman has the winch in his car, and he ties it to the tank. His car gets, like, flattened by the tank, but he jumps off yes. and lands on Brian's car. Brian saves Roman. We get a classic Fast and the Furious jump from car to car scene. So Roman's flying, and he lands with Brian, but his car is now being dragged by the tank. Like a pancake, but it's being dragged by the tank. Yes. And Letty is in the tank, and basically, shit's about to hit the fan, because the car... Like, Brian uses his car to knock the Mustang over the bridge and into the sort of the ravine between. Yes, because Dom says that, yeah, that car would be a really good anchor or paperweight or something, right? And so Brian's like, cool, I need to, like, shoot the car up the side of the embankment in between the two roads, like, on this bridge, so that it, like, hooks and, like, fucks up, right? Brian tries, like, three or four times to, like, shoot the Mustang up the side of the thing and, like, throw it in between with his car. Doesn't fully get it until, like, you know, very, you know, trying moment, but gets it. Which is actually kind of cool, because in this movie, this is the first time they're all basically straight-up secret agents. Like, they are now, for the first time, all, like, superhumans at just about everything they do. So it was kind of refreshing to see, like, this crazy, complicated maneuver with a car that he doesn't just get it on the first try. Exactly. I I was wondering how much of that is, like, movie planned, or, like, even the stunt... Like, that's a hard stunt to pull off. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how they did it, or, like, you know, how much of it is, like shot moving or whatever those like times that you missed you're right it's like the first time we see them like not successfully complete something as it happens yeah this scene this whole scene where like the gap in the bridge i had put this scene into five and oh, i really loved okay, it okay i really loved it being part of five with like i thought that somehow they dropped the safe in between and you know oh, dom does the like okay, jump okay. 
I think I even mentioned it, like, oh, I thought that he, like, jumps or something, and you're like, no, he doesn't. Yes, so I was putting this in there, and I I think this is, like, one of my favorite Fast and Furious stunt, like, moves from any movie. Like, this whole scene with the tank and the car. I mean, it's, it's super cool, and it also leads to the amazing moment where yes. Letty is on the tank, and she's about to get thrown off. Dom drives his car, he sort of squats on his car, jumps... Yes. From his car across Moving the car bridge. across a ravine. Yes. And then grabs Letty mid-air and then tucks her be- on top of him like a child and then, like, hits the back of this car. It hits the windshield of a car and, it, like, breaks his fall. I don't know if you see it, but when we get to the next scene, it didn't really look like he changed T-shirts, but he's wearing a brand-new clean-ass T-shirt after he just, like, went through... <laughs> a windshield and was like driving like this and I was like damn he must have changed his shirt immediately or they totally had movie incongruencies between like the t-shirts because like that thing wouldn't have been spotless like it was but we get this amazing moment where Dom jumps across the ravine catches Letty in midair and then falls onto a car and this once again reminded me of the Matrix where Trinity is falling it's I think the Matrix Okay. Ooh, it's Matrix Reloaded. It's Matrix Reloaded, okay. where she's falling out. She dives out of a building, or out of a window in a building, really high up, and she's falling, 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 and like this is how the movie starts, and every time she's about to hit the car and die, she wakes up, like she's having the dream, or Neo's having the dream, or whatever, and at the end of this movie, spoiler for The Matrix Reloaded, Neo pulls his Superman shit, flies in out of nowhere, catches her, we cut yep. back to the ship, and the operator, Link like puts his arms up in the air he's like holy shit he caught her and so once again here i was like holy shit he caught her like dom pulling a neo from matrix reloaded jumping across the ravine catching letty slamming into a car and letty says to him how'd you know there'd be a car there to break our fall and dom says i didn't some things you just gotta take on faith it's great but what I love about this is that the moment that he catches her, she looks at him and I was like, oh shit, she remembers now. He decided to jump her into memory. Yeah, That's exactly. Like jump, catch, fall her into memory. It's like a jump start. It's like a kickstart my heart. Oh, jumping. like a jump start your car. Oh, that's right? good. I liked it. Well played, sir. And so then we go back to the, you know, the hideout, the lair, the the group hangout or whatever. Again. And for the second or third time in the movie, Giselle and Han are planning their future. And I'm like, uh, like knowing what's coming, I'm like. I, I totally forgot ugh. that this was coming here. You forgot that she dies? Yes. Oh, man. Because isn't she in the next one? No. She's done. She's gone. She's done. Giselle is in four, Oh, I just imagine her like it. part of the family forever. Fuck. She then goes on to be Wonder Woman. Damn. Okay. Yeah, she just like gets reincarnated as Wonder What's Woman. What's kind of crazy. So, okay, so in this final scene, actually, let's before we talk about when she dies, let's let's just get okay. let's get to the final scene. Everything happens and they're able to arrest Shaw, right? Yes. They, they lead Hobbs to Shaw. Hobbs arrests Shaw. But in the meantime, Shaw had set his goons, including British Dom, to where Elena and Mia were. Elena escaped with Jack. British Dom and, you know, British Brian, I think, kidnap Mia. Which I totally forgot happened in this movie, too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, like, I totally forgot, like, Mia getting kidnapped was part of the plot. Everybody's in the room. So we have Shaw, we have the military police, we have Hobbs and Gina Carano, we have the entire family. And we get, for my money, maybe, maybe the best quote in the movie one of the best quotes in the franchise i think it's it's not as iconic maybe as some other ones 
Okay, but what is it? But Hobbs says, Toretto, I need you to know that the moment we let him walk out that door with the chip, words like amnesty and pardon walk out with him. And Dom says, those words went out the day we were born. And it's like, oh, shit. Like, we know what side of the law we're on. We know that we're always going to be like, you know, have to keep Outlaws. our eyes looking behind us, whatever. Yep. I don't care if you're not going to pardon us. Mia is family. We need to get her back. We need to do whatever it takes. In that scene, I was wondering, like, if someone tried to kidnap Rachel, how reluctant I would be to try to go after them. <laughs> like, I love Rachel to death, but if somebody was like, I kidnapped her, and you either, like, <laughs> get your freedom and stuff back, and I know you have that side chick yeah. who's really hot, <laughs> or, like, and like, and now you have, like, your girlfriend and your side chick, but, like, your sister's gone. Well, it wouldn't be, like, Rachel getting kidnapped. It'd be, like, Maria right. getting kidnapped. You'd be like, Okay, well, that's what it was. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Well, it was, like, yeah, if, like, if I got Rachel back and Maria got kidnapped, I'd be like, eh, it happens. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, no, I was thinking about it from Brian's perspective, actually. I was like, man, like, if somebody kid, I'd be like, oh, well, like, I have that kid, but, like, I don't know where that thing is either, so I might as well just start over. <laughs> like, like, where's Eva Mendez at, by the oh, way? Oh, <laughs> I know, I know. But they let Shaw go, and Shaw's like, come on, let's get out of here. And that's Gina Carano follows, and that we're like, oh, no, shit. No, he says, come on, are you coming, babe? Yeah. And you look at Letty. And Letty looks at Dom, and then it, the camera pans back. Yep. And he's actually talking to her, the Russian woman, and then... Not yes. Russian, but yes, go on. Yeah, and then he's talking to the Russian woman, and she leaves. Not Russian. With them, and you learn that she's, like, double secret agent the whole time. Yep, and she's been the one who's been feeding them information, all this different stuff. Then we get to the 15-minute plane sequence. Because they're getting away, and they're like, how is he going to get away? They're driving, 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 and then there's just, like, this plane shows up over top of them. Then you get the classic Roman line. That's not a plane, that's a planet. And the plan for the family is to use the Nas-fueled harpoons. Harpoon guns, yes. Use their cars as weight to bring down this plane, or to keep, not to bring down the plane, but to keep the plane from taking off. Giselle and Han are in a car, they have a harpoon, and Han's basically like, are we going to do this? And Giselle says, this is who we are. And I was like, uh-oh. Like, that's like, that, yes. it might be the last thing she says, It's or it's one of the last things she says. It's just like, she's in this, she's ride or die, she's part of the family. Like, you know, two movies ago, she was working for Braga, and now here she is, literally giving her life to save Mia. Like, it's just, Whew. Well, actually, to save Han, but yes. To well, save, save Han. Me, I mean, save, save Han, Han here, but I mean, like, the whole, like, the, the, the grand scheme of this movie, it's, you know, ultimately to save Mia. She's firmly family now. Firmly family. That's a, that's a good name for a podcast, Firmly Family. Firmly Family. We've got Brian and Mia in a car, and they're driving. They do a successful dodging Well, Brian and Mia of... are only in a car because Brian drives a car up. Dom drives a car up onto the plane, right? Yeah. Shaw's on the plane. Dom drives a car up onto the plane, shotguns a bunch of people. Brian follows him in. He's like, get in a car and get Mia the fuck out of here. So then, then they back the, pl- the car off the plane. Yes. They steal a car from the plane, and then Brian and Mia are now driving while Dom is up there. Hobbs climbs onto the plane while it's moving. Yeah, Hobbs climbs, like, onto the wheel of the plane, and then, like, climbs up into the plane somehow. Yep. So then, like, everybody's up there, and they're, like, dance fighting in the plane, shooting each other. Oh, then we get to, like, one of my favorite scenes. It's like, so Letty and the Russian lady... Not Russian. Not Russian lady are fighting... And Hobbs, like, comes up and tosses Letty the harpoon gun. And Letty just fucking harpoons her out of the plane. And she says, do you have, do you, know, do you remember what line she says? 
No, what does she say? Wrong team, bitch. Oh, yeah, very well played, because we were calling her fake Letty. But we also get uh, British Brian, who is the blonde woman, drives the Batmobile, like the flip car, out, tries to flip Brian, and does, but Brian lands on Don't they have two flip cars at this point? I feel like there's two flip cars at some point. I don't know. Either there's two, or, like, this one gets all over the place. Okay. They get flipped, but they land on their wheels, and she crashes into a barricade. Brian lines it up so that he, like, backs over her and just, like, lands, and she was going so fast and not paying attention, she, like, wrecks through all the plain barricade stuffs. Which, uh, shout out to US Barricades, also great when trying to avoid your enemies. Yes, yes. If you're getting, you know, chased by a flip car, just get them to overspeed and wreck into the barricades. Yep. So yes, thank you, US Barricades. We've got Roman and Tej in another car with a harpoon trying to bring it down. We've got on the plane, this is where we get the redux of the fight of Gina Carano versus Michelle Rodriguez of Letty versus Gina Carano, but it's the right sides now. They're on the right teams yes. now. So that's yep. cool. We're cutting all around because there's, I mean, this is, again, we, like we said, there's a 15-minute sequence. We go to Giselle and Han fighting a British guy. Han is basically, like, he's struggling. Like, he's, I don't think he's going to die, but, like, she's worried for him. He's holding her by the hand. I think he's about to get shot. Well, so, yeah, so they're fighting, and then Giselle gets, like, knocked off and grabs the end, and Han grabs her. And then the British yes. guy pulls out a gun. She sees that, lets go of Han, and then sort of falling backwards, shoots the guy. Doesn't kill the guy somehow. Or no. there's another guy or whatever, but there's a, there's still no, a guy there in the shoulder. Han, and Han throws that guy into a plane turbine like an engine, and the plane yes. essentially explodes. Han airplanes. He, he um, what did I say? Oh, yeah, because at some point Tej jetted that other car. He, like, threw the car into the jet, and the jet's like, and just, like, blows his car away. But, yeah, Han firmly turbines that guy. Like, I I didn't know the turbine would be a verb that you could use to kill someone, but Han turbines But it makes him. perfect sense you know exactly what it means. Yeah, so the plane catches on fire. Well, we also have what's crazy is that multiple times in this movie, there are ridiculous jumps from one level to another. Early in the movie, The Rock jumps from, like, basically an upper-level highway to a lower level highway to land on Shaw's car. Here, Hobbs and Dom and Letty and somebody else, I don't remember who else, jump from the plane to a jeep that is probably 25 or 30 feet below. And I get that there's like, whatever the physics term is, it's not centrifugal force, it's it's like, you know, a, an object in motion stays in motion or whatever. Yeah, you're already accelerating. You're going to stay, you're going to be moving 60 miles an hour. But yeah. it's still bananas that they're all able to jump so precisely from a plane into the Jeep, but they all land in the Jeep and it's terrific. They all land on the Jeep. Who drive? I couldn't figure this out and I didn't want to rewind it when I was watching it. So now the plane's on fire. Somebody drives a car through the front of the plane. Dom. No, it's not Dom, because Dom walks out. No, 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 because Dom jumps out the front of the car. Like, Dom's in the car in the front of the plane, and then that car flips, and that's when they're not sure if Dom survives or not, and that's when Dom walks through I the fire. I thought it was Dom. Okay, cool. So Dom does drive the car out of the nose of the plane. Because that yes. was, like, a total mm-hmm. Dom move, and Brian and Mia were, like, at the end already. So I think, yeah, I think it was Dom, too. Dom drives the car through a plane, and then the car flips, and we don't know if he's going to be all right or not, but eventually we see him walk out. And he has the briefcase. Yep. And he goes up. Before he talks to Hobbs, Mia's like, where's Giselle? Where's Giselle? Yes. And then they all just sort of embrace Han. And I was thinking, like, 
we don't see her die. We just see her fall off a car onto the ground. I mean, she she so dies. Maybe we can let her. So this is what I think. I was like, maybe she'll come back if she wasn't like also like one of the biggest stars in the world. And I mean, not that not that like The Rock and Vin Diesel are smaller stars than Gal Gadot, but like she's all, she's a megastar now, bigger than she was. But yes. at the same time, it feels like they would have looked for her. You know what I mean? Like they would have been like they would like Han would have checked to make sure she was dead. She's gone. Like, yeah, we don't see we need her die, but like the world around her wouldn't have gone on as it went on if she wasn't dead. Yes, true. Dom brings the briefcase up to Hobbs, and Hobbs says, "Name your price." And Dom says, "Thirteen twenty-seven." Yeah, thirteen. 27. We're like, what's that? And like, nobody really knows what it means. Smash cut to the house from the first one. And the address is 1327. Now I do want to say, Joe and I had an idea. Well, I had an idea. And I like it. I'm with it. This podcast is going to go forever. So here is an official invitation to you, the listener. On January 3rd, 2027. So in little under nine years from now, one, three, two, seven. We're still planning it. We we're still planning it. We're still planning. Go ahead. We're gonna throw an all timer tonight. We are gonna throw the biggest Fast and Furious party that the world has ever seen. Rent a Charger. Rent a Skyline. Drive it wherever it's gonna be. Bring a Corona. Bring a family. It's gonna be a Sunday in January. So it's gonna be a perfect day for barbecue. Perfect day for grilling. Perfect day for Corona. I think we should have it in Miami, by the way. Southern California, where it all started. Where it all started. Yeah, we could definitely do it there. We can look up, like, Airbnbs that are, like, address 1327. I wonder if the house they shot at... I guess the, the exteriors have to be, like, a real place. Like, I wonder how much we would have to pay them to just have a party there. Not to, like, rent it, not to own it. And not even inside. Even outside. You outside. Know? Yeah. Like, in the backyard. In ten years, we'll figure it out. So, possible party at the Fast and the Furious house with us in nine years. So, just mark your there calendars. There is an official Facebook event. event. Yeah. If you go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash forever, near at or near the top of the page, actually, as this comes out, near the top of the page, maybe I can, I'll pin it. I'll pin it to the top of the page. Go RSVP. Stay in touch. This is not going to leave your Facebook for nine years, but trust us, it's worth it. And we'll do it. And we'll fucking do it, too. We will. <laughs> there will be a real party. Yeah. And if you can hear this, you're invited. And we'll remind you closer to the date. And I'm sure you'll be sick of us by then. But if I'm still alive, there will be a party. So that means you, Jenny, and Jess, and Doubt and Tom, everybody. Like, we need, we want all of you to come out January 3rd, 2027. Clear your calendars. It's going to be an all-timer tonight. Amen. Then we get to the actual barbecue at the end. You know, Brian and Dom are sort of joking about what Jack's first car is going to be. You know, Brian's yes. like, it's going to be a Skyline. And Dom says, that'll be a Charger. Yes. And he's just like, oh, you boys. We get Hobbs and Dom squaring off head to head, not face to face. Well, Elena shows up with him, which she just like fell off the face of the planet. Like as soon as like Letty, he's like, I got to go find Letty. And she's like, cool. And then she just, like, disappears. So what I do like is that... Sorry to, to, to distract you. I invited you and Mike Manzi, resident historian Mike Manzi, to the event on Facebook. You said, yes, you're going. Mike Manzi just said he's interested. He didn't, sound, he didn't say he's going. <laughs> he just said... He marked it as interested. Like, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep... I'm not, I'm not going to give you a firm yes. I'm just going to say maybe. It's like this scene from Wet Hot American Summer where he's like, well, well, I have something to do at 1030. <laughs> and like, in 10 years? And he's like, yeah, I, I, can we just make it nine? They're like, they're like uh, isn't that really earlier? Like, we're going to be like 26-year-old adults. Like, we can wake up a little bit early. Hey, let's all promise that in 10 years from today... 
We'll meet again, and we'll see what kind of people we've blossomed into. Yeah! What time you want to meet? You mean 10 years from now? Yeah. Let's meet in the morning so we can make a day of it. Okay, so what is it? Is it like 9 or 9.30? Well, let's say 9. That way we can be here by 9.30. Well, no, why don't we say 9.30 and then make it your beeswax to be here at 9.30? I mean, we're all going to be in our late 20s by then. I just don't see any reason why we can't be places on time. Okay, then. It's settled. 9.30 it is. All agreed? Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. yeah. Great, because I have something at 11. You just got like a trapper keeper full of appointments, right? No, I just I have something eleven that I can't change again because I already moved it twice. That's what everybody. He's like, he's like, no, like I'm busy at ten, and they're like, what? Like in ten years? But then, so we get the head to head, head by head of Hobbs and Dom side by side. But yes. then the last thing that happens in the movie before the credits, Roman takes the first bite. Brian's like, "Oh, house rule, you gotta do grace." No, you're missing some. Oh, you're missing a whole bunch of shit. We confirm that Han is like, "I gotta go to Tokyo." Yep. I got something I gotta take care of. Yep. Which leads us to know for a fact that six comes before three. So four, five, and six exist. Well, and we then knew we that six three came, came before three because Han dies in three, and Han's alive in this one. Yes, but I mean, we have the like the logical chronological sure. okay, conclusion. Yeah. Because remember, we were like, did he go to Tokyo and come back? Or like, well, remember we were talking yes. about this in the mm-hmm, last ones? Mm-hmm. Like, no, he's going to Tokyo. Well, I didn't think that the Tokyo that we saw in Tokyo Drift was like he went and came back. Like, I always knew that was his last trip. I thought he had gone there earlier and come back. Because he and Giselle exactly. at the beginning of this movie are somewhere in Asia. I don't know if they're in Korea. I don't know if they're in Tokyo. I don't know if they're in China somewhere. But the beginning of the movie, when they get that call from Dom, they're somewhere over there. So, like, I think he's gone there a couple times. Yeah, true. Okay. Anyways, we know that this is like this is the end of that that's where that goes we also find out that everybody's been pardoned they're all free that the rock the Hobbs has held up his end of the bargain because they got Shaw because and, they got the briefcase everybody's free to go and we see Elena come back and she and Letty have like the most tame side piece main chick conversation ever <laughs> like Elena's like yeah he's like, you know the greatest guy ever and Letty's like I don't remember it but I believe you and then, like, they just have, like, this really awkward conversation. Yep. And, like, even, like, Tej and Roman are like, man, that gotta be fucking awkward. <laughs> and it's not. It's just, like, they're just, like, going through the motions. And right. she's like... And then and then Dom, like, asks her to sister wife. Because Dom's like, hey, Elena, you, you don't have to leave. And Elena's like, what? Like, what the fuck is going on here? And she's like, no, I'm, I'm fucking leaving. Like... I'm a cop. Like, I'm not going to, like, be your side piece, like, in this lame-ass house. Like, I lived in Brazil. Right. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? So that was just, like, a really confusing thing. And I was like, dude, Dom and Letty. Like, Letty's even cooler than I imagined. If Dom just asked his ex-girlfriend to come, like, live with them and, like, join their family, like, Letty's, like, pretty badass. Like, we thought she was all about hating skanks, but now that she doesn't remember, Dom's like, maybe I could tell her she was into this. (laughs) You know, like, I'm just going to run with it. Like, yeah, be like, yeah, babe, like, we had four other girlfriends living here at the time, and it was crazy days. And it was your like, idea. And it was always your idea, <laughs> yeah. Like, like, every time I came home, you were convincing them to get naked. It was amazing. You should try that again. Maybe it'll bring back some more memories. But then, is there anything else that I miss, or is that it? Because then there's the thing... No, that's what I, I want to talk about, those specific okay. pieces. Roman takes a bite. Brian says, house rule, you gotta say grace. And then the, the, the grace is, father, we thank you for the gathering of friends. Father, we give thanks for all the choices we've made because that's what makes us who we are. Let us forever cherish the loved ones we've lost along the way. Thank you for the little angel, the newest addition to our family. 
Thank yep. you for bringing Letty home, and most of all, thank you for fast cars. And it's like boom, but and then we come into the music, yep. And then we start, we get the credits, but then stop the then credits, needle stop drop. the credits, stop the credits, go back to Tokyo Drift. Hans and we're Carl right in the middle of the scene. The roads, yes, yeah. We're we're DK's chasing Sean and Han, yep. And we see them, and then we hear the like cop call saying that they're like racing, yep. And they're about to like this is where they're about to be, yep. We see this like silver BMW, and you're like, oh shit, is wait. Was it, a, was it a silver BMW that hit him? And then, like, all of a sudden, like, Han's coming around this corner, and he just gets plowed. Yep. And so we're like, oh, shit, that's the car that kills Han. And then we see the door open, and we're like, oh, shit, who is it? Jason Statham. Jason Statham. Gets and the importance is that he is Deckard Shaw. He's this Shaw. He's Owen Shaw's brother. Yes. out for revenge. Yes. And he immediately calls Dom and goes, you don't know who I am but you will soon. And yep. it's just like, phone hangs up, run the rest of the credits, movie's over, incredible. Incredible. I, I think that this, I, I think that like Fast and the Furious-wise, this might be the best Fast and the Furious movie. I don't think it might be my favorite, but I think it might be the best one. It's really, really good. Like, way, I thought that like, I had like a huge boner for five. I still but, like, do. This, this one, one's also I boring. do, but like, extra long runway that doesn't make sense. Yep. Two scenes of them jumping out of cars onto shit, and the in the Dom jump across the bridge. Yep. We get Letty back. Gal Gadot dies. Han. We get the answer to Han. We get the introduction of Jason Statham. It's just so much good happening in this movie at once. It's fucking incredible. I love this one. Yeah. I can't wait to watch it again in eight. Same. Months. Yeah. I'm really excited. Anything else you want to say about this movie? There's still stuff that I probably skipped, but we can just talk about it next time. Anything else you want to take notes on or you want to make note of for Fast and Furious 6? That was all I got for now. So before we get to the mailbag, we have one more segment on the streets, which is is a news roundup about the Fast and Furious franchise, about the actors in it, all the sort of fun stuff. Notably, two or three days ago, if that, Netflix announced an animated Fast and Furious TV show. Starring yes. Dom's cousin, Tony Toretto. Yes, they did. I'm, I'm excited for it. I, I would like to see an animated series. Um, in one of the articles I read, they made a good point. It would have been cooler to get maybe like a Dom backstory one, like a right. Dom as kids kind of one. And I agree, but like them doing the cousin thing, like I'll give it a shot. I mean, we're in it to win it, so... Of course. Yeah, like, let's do it. Speaking of Netflix TV shows, there's also Fast Car or Fastest Car? What is it called? Oh, The Fastest Car. Yes. Yes. I want you to watch at least the first episode of this. It had so much potential. Um, We were watching it. Matt and I were watching it. What it is is you have four people You have four people in each episode. It's a reality show, right? Like, it's not scripted. It's it's. No, it's a reality show. Yeah, okay. And three of them are, like, gearheads... They build their own cars, and there's usually, like, some kind of, like... There's, like, a mild theme in the in the show. You know, one will be, like, gas versus... Like, diesel versus electric versus, versus rotary engine, right? Okay. These three people, like, soup up their cars to have a drag race against a supercar. In the first episode, the guy that they drag race was Paul Walker's 
friend yeah. in real life and was the first one on the scene R.I.P. when Paul Walker died, like when he like wrecked his car. Like he was the spoiler first alert one there. For Furious 7. Yeah, I mean, spoiler alert for Paul Walker. <laughs> they raced that guy and the show was really, really cool and when we saw the first episode we were like, holy shit, the show's really awesome and it's, you know, like these guys racing supercars yep. with just like cars they build in their garage. Like one of them, like the guy essentially built out of junk parts, right? But the show sucks. Like, it fucking blows. Like, it is so shit. Like, by episode, like, five or six, like, we got so frustrated that, like, I just, like, watch it till the end, and then, like, it's just really disappointing show. Like, the first couple episodes are really cool, and there's so much potential, but they, like, fuck up the show in so many different ways. But if you've seen it, you should at least watch the first episode because of the Paul Walker tie-in, and if you've seen it, I want Joey to watch it so that we could talk about it. I, I kind of wanted to do... What was it? I wanted to do... Where we watch it... You want to, you want to like, pause it in between because there's races. You want to, like, watch it and then, like, say... Like, Have like, you basically predict. record a little bit and just say, like, who do you think is going to win? And then after we watch the race, come back and sort of talk about it. Yes, that's exactly what I want to happen. I want you to, like, watch, like, up until right before the race... And we talk about the episode and the people. You're like, okay, I think this car is going to win. Then we watch the end of the race and the beginning of the next episode. That's how I want to do it. But I, I definitely want to do, like, a, a small detour. I think we could do the whole show in, like, one episode of uh, talking. Because, like, some of the characters, we could just be like, fuck them. They're really douchebags and stuff, so. <laughs> okay, another, what is it, on the streets? As we learned, like, today or yesterday, there is the Fast and the Furious ride is officially opened at Universal Studios. Supercharged. Supercharged. Fast and Furious Supercharged. We might we might be trying to plan a little Fast and Furious uh, road trip here. Yeah. And we if might. we go, I don't know if any of you who are listening live in Orlando or want to go to Orlando or would even want to meet us. Maybe this is maybe this podcast is already too much of us. But if and when we go, and I think it will be this summer. Yeah, I think so. We will let you know when we're going. And, you know, you can email family at cageclub.me. And if you go to Universal Parks in Orlando and you want to meet us, we can have a real family get-together. for two We could all ride the ride together. Wouldn't that be really cool? And we could take pictures outside of it. Yep. I'm really excited. I mean, I'm going to fucking do that if you guys want to join or not. So, (laughs) this... I mean, like, if you want to be in the picture, then sure. But if not, it's fine. Fuck it. I'm, I'm going to still go there and enjoy it. Because I like Universal Studios, and I really like Harry Potter World a lot. Well, actually, so we I do want to say, check our Facebook page, facebook.com slash too fast too forever. Check Twitter, at Cage Club Pod on Twitter. But if we go the weekend we were talking about, which would be the weekend of June 8th, that's only, like, when the next episode comes out, that'll come out on June 1st. As of right now, the tentative plan is June 8th. Don't know if that's going to stick or not, but... We're working out some kinks. Keep that in mind. Yeah, just keep it in mind. Which will also be my birthday. Yep. So it will be a birthday family road trip. Yep. What other what other on the streets do you got? That's pretty much it. Uh, Gal Gadot got nominated for um, Times 100 Most Influential People of 2018. Yep. So that's pretty cool. Very cool. Um, that's very poignant. The other thing that I want to talk about is we posted an article on our Facebook page about justice for Han. Yes, yes. I'm glad you brought this up. Which was a great article, and it was like all about um, the Fast and the Furious, but it was talking about how how pivotal it is that Han is like one of the first really mainstream Asian characters in Hollywood, right? Yes. And that they just fucking kill him off. And that he's cool. It's not. It's not that. It's not as much that they just kill him off. The justice for Han hashtag is about 
how like they kill him off the movie after. So like in so not to spoil too much, but in Furious Seven, it's yeah. Shaw, it's Jason Statham against our crew, against our family. Yes. But then in eight, Jason Statham is suddenly sort of teaming up, and in the upcoming spin-off Hobbs and Shaw, they're essentially on the same team there, ostensibly. Yeah, and they're like, he kills right. Han. He intentionally kills, he murders Han, and within two movies, he's suddenly part of the family. And so the Justice for Han is about how Han is like this groundbreaking character, you know, this like really we influential love. Asian-American actor. I think Han, Han might arguably be my favorite character in the Fastiverse. He's great. Like, I think he might be my favorite one. Like, he's just so cool in every sense of it. Yeah, I really love Han, so... Uh, but yeah, but Justice for Han, it's just like... It's not that he died, it's the fact that, like, he died, and then the guy who killed him suddenly just, like, welcomed with open arms, like, nothing... Like, that Han had no place in the family's life. Like, it's just sort of like yeah. an afterthought, so... That's a bummer. It is a bummer. It's a really cool article. Yes. Go check it out. We Slash posted it on our Facebook com. page. Yep. Yeah, it was really cool. Speaking of Shaw, though, my little last bit of On the Streets is that we got a confirmed director for Hobbs and Shaw, which is coming out next year. It's David Leach. Who's that? Directed a few scenes in John Wick, but then went on to direct Atomic Blonde, and then went on to direct Deadpool 2. So this is like a legitimate big movie actor, big movie director. He comes from the world of stunts. Like, he was one... So the guys, the two guys who directed John Wick, it was this guy David Leach, and it was this other guy, Chad Stahelski. And the two okay. of them both came from the world's stunts, and they both went on to just become, like, good, good, good action film directors. Because they know how to make these scenes look great. They know how to do yeah. them right. And so yeah. Atomic Blonde is awesome. Hashtag Watch the Throne. Go listen to our Charlie Theron podcast. Go listen to our Keanu Club episode of John Wick Chapter 2, or John Wick Chapter, just the first John Wick 2. But I'm excited that he's now officially attached to Hobbs and Shaw because this movie had great action in it. Hobbs and Shaw is going to have even better action in it. I mean, I'm Hopefully. just psyched. Yeah, I'm excited too. That'd be really cool. I, I'm not the hugest action movier, right? Like, I'm, I'm really not. But um, I enjoyed John Wick. It was pretty good. Uh, that's an understatement. John Wick is. I know, I know, I know, I know. You, get, I watched it with Matt and Zach telling me about how great it was and how excited they were. And I watched it and I was like, it was a pretty good movie. Like I liked it. I'm just not an action <laughs> movier. Like I'm not. Like a like a purely action movie like does really nothing for me. So yeah. But yeah, it's it's good. I can I can understand why people love it. I think for for an action movie, for me to say it was good is like a good thing. Like I'll give it like a five of ten. It's yeah, but you love La-La these Land. movies. These movies are just straight up action movies. Since somewhere in three, these are action movies, and you love five, six, and seven pretty much. I think. Yeah, we'll but like, out. but like I'm invested in the character. Characters. I get right, it, like, but I'm, also at the same time, like if you even if you love the characters, like you know, it's it's just it's it's an action movie. Like, these are action movies. These aren't movies. Yeah, about but cars John Wick doesn't have movies. any like dumbass parts of it. You know what I mean? Like that in a plane, that's a planet. You know, like he doesn't say that. Like it's it's too much of like grounded in reality, but like also a badass action movie. I'd prefer to you know have it be more fun, and I think the Fast and Furious movies are action movies, but they're more fun. Oh, actually, one other thing that's sort of an on-the-streets, sort of an extracurricular activity, since we last recorded the last episode, I went to go see Rampage, which is the new movie starring The Rock, and it is, I like it so much more than I like Jumanji, which I know you love Jumanji. Wow, I love Jumanji. I know, I didn't love Jumanji. Rampage is dumb, 
but it knows exactly what it is, and it like it's cool. winking at the camera the entire time, essentially. Like it's just this cool. big dumb action movie. Knows what it is. It's really fun. I recommend it. The Rock is great in it. It's got. I think good I'll go action. see that next week. Yeah, if the, the Penguins aren't playing on like a Tuesday night next week, I think I'll go see Rampage. And then he's got it. another movie coming out this summer called Skyscraper. So like this yes. is a big year for The Rock. The Skyscraper doesn't he play like a like um he plays the skyscraper. He is the he is the skyscraper. He just plays a building. It's like fucking Power Rangers. Yeah. He's just like yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Wasn't there, like, a cartoon? Was it in, like, Big or something when he's like, the building turns into a man, and he's like, that's not fun. Isn't it rem- Big? I don't remember. It's, like, one of the ones with or Robin Williams or something where it's, like, that one, and they're like, what about this building that turns into a man? If you if you know what this movie is that I'm talking about, I think it's Big. If you know what movie I'm talking about, write an email to us. At yeah, family, I just Googled that phrase and nothing's coming up. They're all just like, oh, no, it is Big. Josh doesn't get it scene. Okay, I was right. Fuck. That's amazing. Good for me. Thank you. There you go. Self. My brain sometimes works. I drink a lot. So. <laughs> Do you have any other on the streets news or should we move into the mailbag? No, we should move into the mail. I think we did good. Like we did a lot of more like fast and the furious kind of news this time. Yeah. Which I liked. Yep. But it worked out well because we had, we had a whole bunch of it. So I like it. Go ahead. We have eight emails. Eight emails. Holy fuck. From who? When? Lots of different people. We have an email address, family at cageclub.me. Email us. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Let us know what you think of the Please. movie. Send us car pictures. Whatever you want to do, email yeah. us, family at cageclub.me. Email us. Yes. Thank you for thank you for the emails, whoever sent them. But I'll thank you again when we read them. Go ahead. First email from Melissa, friend of the show, Melissa Lynham. She emailed us right Hi, after Melissa. we recorded the last one. Subject line, boyfriend material. Oh, Another one of our podcasts. She says, I just listened to the most recent, in parentheses, at the time of this email, Boyfriend Material, featuring resident historian Mike Manzi, and I stand yes. with Joe too. I liked the Italian job. I really like it, yeah. You're both wrong, Thank you. but that's okay. No, she I like on, it. Also, now that I know Fast Five is a pseudo-sequel to the Italian job, I'm more interested in watching it. I'll report back. I'm sure awesome. you'll be on the edge of your seats waiting. We already are. What I can tell you is that Melissa does not email again, so she has not watched Fast Five. So maybe when she hears this, hi, Melissa, shout out Melissa, go watch Fast Five, let us know what you think. If we can trick her to watch Five, I think we can get her in it. Like, we can get her to watch the rest of them. Like, if you watch Five and you're like, I kind of like that, you'll go backwards, you can go forwards... And you'll be, like, in the Fastiverse with us. Yeah. You'll be riding dirty. Yeah. The next email that we have... So thank you, Melissa, for writing in. The next email that we have is from Wes Hampton, a new fan. Wes Hampton? Yes. Well, hello, Wes Hampton. Email is called The Facts and the Furious. F-A-C-T-S, The Facts and the Furious. Ooh. Ooh. He's going to tell me how wrong I am about a lot of the shit that I say. Go ahead. You have no idea. Okay. So he writes at the top of the email. He He sends us car pictures first. And I'll okay. get to them next. He says, okay. before I begin, this email is a little long. And it might contain things you don't want to read on the show for one reason or another. I'll let you decide. I just want to put it out there that I won't be hurt if you edit it down for the show or don't read it at all. So later in the email, he includes a lot of facts about different movies. And I'm going to skip over these, I think, in this email. We'll get to them on future episodes when we talk about those movies specifically, I think. Okay, go ahead. Hey, Joe and Joey. Every few months or so, I do a search for Fast and Furious-related podcasts, and about two weeks ago, I came across yours in my podcast app. I have no previous experience with any of the shows on your network, but so far, I'm really enjoying Too Fast, Too Forever. Thank you. Good taste. Thank Thank you, you, thank you, thank you. 
I'm glad you're listening, and I think that I, I hope that we're fun. I think your enthusiasm for the movies is what sells it for me. About six months ago, I binged all of the episodes of No One Likes the Tuna, and honestly, I wasn't really a fan. This guy haven't must listened to them. love the Fast and Furious to have listened to 70 hours of No One Likes yeah, the Tuna fuck. and come away saying, like, no, I'm not really a fan. Yeah, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. Oh, actually, I, okay. I, Sorry. I forgot that, like, that's literally the next thing he says. He says, I I know that's a funny thing to say about a podcast that I sat through almost 70 episodes of, but I had to finish it just in case they had something interesting to say. In a nutshell, neither of the hosts seemed to be that big of fans of the series, and were just doing it for more of a laugh. Which, to me, this is me speaking, this is not Wes, bothers yes. me. Like, when Mike, when Resident Historian Mike Manzi and I started Cage Club, before there was even a yeah. podcast network, when we started Cage Club, we were like, look, the internet loves Cage, but they love Cage ironically. They like making fun of Cage. They love yeah. Not the Bees. They yep. love him chanting the alphabet in Vampire's Kiss. They don't care that he actually won an Academy Award. They don't care that he's in these great, great movies that nobody's ever heard of. So Mike and I were like, look, we're going to go through and we're going to, we're not going to say like a, uh, like a uh, like shit smells like a rose, but we're going to say, we're going to give every movie gonna a fair shake. optimistic. Shape, and we're going to try yeah. to find the good in everything. And so yeah. I think there's too many podcasts and just general media on the internet and whatever that is out to make fun of things. And it bothers me. Like, it, it genuinely bothers me that, like, why are you spending your time doing something ironically watching things and, like, shitting yeah. all over it? Exactly. We have a podcast on our network called Real Bad, and Real Bad watches bad movies and talks about them. But when I first found out about them and when Tobin Addington, who will be on this show in a couple episodes with his sister when we hit lap yes. two when tobin was like hey they're looking for a podcast network i think you should check them out i love their podcast i was like Ugh, like you know i love how did this get it's, me it's everything we don't like right yeah. but why i like real bad and i'm not just saying this because they're on our network why i like real bad is because they take like an educated approach to movies that they will shit on the movie like if a movie's bad if a movie's out of focus if a movie's, movie's poorly acted if it's whatever they'll yeah. call that out but they're looking for the constructive parts of it. They try. They offer suggestions how to fix it. They recommend real good awesome. movies that they like. That the, the, what the movie reminds them of. So like, yes, they are making fun of a movie. They're laughing at movies. They're talking about how bad some of the recent DC movies are. But at the same time, they are highlighting the good stuff. They're people who actually know about film. They're not just like, hey, like this movie is a fart. Let's make fun of it. Whatever. They're actually yeah. coming out from a constructive way. So like that, it's close to what I don't like. But because they're smart about it, it doesn't bother me. And actually, like, it works for me. You know what I mean? I get it, yeah. For no one likes the tuna to have gone through, like, 70 episodes and being like, oh, like, wouldn't it be funny if, like, these movies that are, like, so over the top and so whatever, that we're just making fun of them, like, them, yeah. that sucks. No, we, we genuinely love Fast and Furious. Like, we did this because we really, really do enjoy these movies. Glad you can sense that. Wes continues, the biggest problem is that they did one movie a week, and by the second lap, almost every episode started with how much they didn't want to watch the movie and generally involved a lot of complaining about the time they were wasting doing the podcast, which... Then stop doing the podcast. Yeah, just stop. I get it, but we have we have much better plans than complain our way through the laps. Trust us. We have of- laps one, two, three, and five planned, and they're all different and varied enough that it's going to be interesting and worth it. I don't know what lap four is going to be. Eventually, we might get to a lap. Oh, actually, I, have, I do have an idea for four. I haven't run it by you, but I have an idea for four. Okay. But we're gonna do. We're gonna be bringing enough guests on, and I don't know if no one likes the tuna brought guests on or not. I didn't listen to theirs. I did listen to a couple other. 
Cage podcast when we were starting Cage Club, yeah. and theirs was sort of the same thing. Like movies that Mike and I loved that were like, "This movie's great." If only people saw it, they were like, "Oh, look at this fucking movie!" Like it's just like it's if if you yeah. don't like this, like what do you? you I, I just don't get it. So. Yeah. I don't get it either. Okay. They enjoyed parts of it, but they acted like it was a huge burden. The show wasn't all bad, though. They did try to shake things up every once in a while with Fast and Furious-related things, like watching Tammy and the T-Rex starring Paul Walker, and they even did an interview with Anson Ho, who was Justin Lin's assistant on Fast and Furious and for some of Tokyo Drift. That's cool. We have pit stops planned. Like, we're not going to do these every week. We are going to go, when this becomes a weekly podcast, as we say in episodes, we're going to alternate these movies with other stuff. So, like, we're going to keep it fresh. We're gonna always gonna be. We're gonna put out a new thing every week. It's not always gonna be Fast and Furious related. We might still do It'll on be the connected. streets. It'll be connected. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna mix it up. We're gonna keep it fun for both us, and we're gonna keep it fun for you because I don't want and to watch. It'll be positive. It won't be burdeny, and we won't be complaining about yes. it. I promise. Yep. I don't want to watch one of these a week forever. Like that doesn't seem fun to me. But like I do want to see two of these a month forever. Like that seems cool to me. Like, Same. That's yeah. Fine. That's I'm fine. down with that. Uh, he gave some interesting insights. This is the assistant. He gave some interesting insights into the things like where Twinkie's name came from. If you can find that episode, it might be worth listening to. But otherwise, I didn't get much out of the show. Yours, however, is much more entertaining. Well, thank you, Wes. I thank really you, Wes. appreciate the compliment. He goes on. Same. On the subject of interesting insights, I know you're not doing trivia and facts until lap two but I highly suggest checking out the commentary tracks on the DVD Blu-rays if you have them. Here was my idea, and I think this inspired me. I think for lap four, we should watch the movies, or I'll watch the movies at least. If you want to join, you can. Watch the movies with the commentaries. I'm down. I'm so down. That's a beautiful idea. I like it a lot. He says, I bought the one the seven Blu-ray set that comes in the case shaped like a tire, which I've seen, which I love. Yeah, I've seen it too. It looks really cool, yeah. It was $30 on Amazon Day a couple years ago, and I couldn't resist. There are commentaries for one to six, and there are times hilarious, enlightening, and kind of cringe-inducing, specifically the director of Too Fast, Too Furious. This is the guy who directed Friday, if you'll recall. Yeah. He says Justin Lin is by far the best with his commentaries, just like he's the best at making Fast and Furious movies. Agreed. There's no commentary for Seven, which kills me a little because I feel like there would have been a lot to say on that one with Paul Walker's death and adding Jason Statham, but I guess the director doesn't like doing commentaries, which brings me to my next point. Good. I have a couple of corrections I wanted to pass along just because I've heard you mention these a few times. Please, please do it. Good. You would have probably figured these out on your own eventually, but oh well. First, Brian doesn't drive a Skyline in the first movie. His green car is an Eclipse. His orange car is a Supra. You're thinking of Leon, and then in parentheses, the most forgettable and forgotten member of the family. He drives a yellow right-hand drive Skyline GTR in the first film, which Mm. I know dick about cars. None of this was my part. So this is all you. No, 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 I'll fuck them up. That's just how my brain works. Yes, and thank you for correcting it. I, I... go through and say like you see that i have to check movie car database like i've spent a lot of time around cars i have but i will definitely mess them up so thank you for correcting it this next point is something that i've been saying but it's also about a movie we haven't covered yet he says second in furious 7 they don't airdrop their cars onto an island they're dropping onto a mountain pass in azerbaijan because an island would just be silly but a mountain (laughs) in the middle east totally believable so i like that he knows (laughs) amen it's crazy but, yeah, we've been saying, but, like, also, I do want to point out that, like, we ha- I haven't seen the movie in a while, but also, we don't remember, like, details from Fast Five. We just talked about it, like, a month ago. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. we're going to get things wrong all the time. So, please, Wes, and whoever else is listening, yeah, please feel free to email corrections, because... We'll read them, because I'm definitely down to do edits about it. I like to, to, to say it, because I'm sure that I'm saying wrong shit all the time. Yep. And, yeah, we definitely don't remember them, especially Seven and Eight. I haven't seen those a lot. Like, one, I've seen a ton, and, like, mixing up the cars, definitely my fault, but, yep. like, Seven and 
candidate. Like, I don't even remember plot problems with that one. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the plot, so. He says, lastly, Justin Lin only directed three to six. James Wan directed seven, but the latest reports are saying that Justin Lin is coming back to direct nine and ten, so that's I've something to look forward too. to. Yes, I've heard this too. My buddy at work was saying that um, he was reading reports that Justin Lin was coming back for the last ones too, so that'd be really cool. I think I said that right once, but I know that I've said it wrong probably 20 times. So, like, I think in my brain, I knew that somebody different directed Seven. James Wan, I think, is known for, I want to say, like, Jigsaw and maybe the Saw movies? Maybe. I don't know. I'm terrible with names. James Wan. Oh, he did The Conjuring. He did The Conjuring 2. He did Insidious. He's Australian. Interesting. Uh, He directed Saw. He directed Dead Silence, Death Silence, Insidious, Conjuring, Insidious 2. He's also going to direct Aquaman, starring Jason Momoa. Keep an eye out for that. Okay. So now you may want to skip these, but I have some trivia for you that you've either wondered about on the show or that I just think is cool. I know you're not doing trivia stuff to lap two, so if you want to skip ahead, because you want, there's a good chance you'll learn this on your own over the course of your infinite laps. So yes. I want to see here. Okay. So there's a couple things I'm going to skip here, but one thing that I wrote, just, or I want to read here because we were talking about his character in this movie. He says, one other thing that you might not know, Han was originally created by Justin Lin and Soon Kang, who plays Han. In yes. Lin's film, Better Luck Tomorrow. They thought which it would be funny. Which we didn't know about. Which we didn't know about, but I want to see. It's on my list to see but, soon. But we just learned about it in the article that we posted on our yes. Facebook. He Justice references it in Justice for Han. Yes, go ahead. Continue on. They thought it would be funny to bring this character almost no one knew back for Tokyo Drift, and now it's become jokingly part of the canon that is the same character in all the films. Han, in Better Luck Tomorrow, was a chain smoker. But they couldn't yes. have that in the Fast and Furious films, so they decided yes. to quit. But he still has this oral fixation, which is why he's always snacking on chips. Yep. I hope you read this article, um, Wes, because it was really cool. Slash film article. Yeah, go check it out. If you're you're, fa- I mean, I'm sure that now that you said this, you probably know all the trivia that was in it. But um, we're still learning all of this like side trivia as we yep. go. So he then says, "Yes, the whole timeline was completely changed after the fact by Justin Lin, all because he wanted to bring Han back for more movies." There was no grand plan. I don't think he was even planning on doing another Fast and Furious movie after Tokyo Drift. Speaking of the timeline, the chronology is 1, 2, 4, 5, 6, 3, 7, 8. Which in that sentence, Ooh, in that sense... Say this again. One, one, it's, two, it's 1, 2, 4, four five, 5, 6, which three, we said, yeah. Seven, three. Yep. So it's in order, just 3 is out of order. Okay, cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because we're, we're definitely going to... We're planning on a chron- chronological lap. We'll see where the uh, the spinoff falls right. into this. Well, I think, I think we, we have to add Los gonna, yeah, I, don't know, I think the spinoff is between 8 and 9. I think it's just I think it's just next. Yeah, we have to add Los Bandoleros yes. in there. Yep. We have, we're going to add some of the like deleted scene stuffs in the congruency lap. Yep. So then Wes says, in 4... This is what confused me. He says, in 4, when he tells Dom about Tokyo, talking about Han... I think the line yes. is, I hear they're doing some crazy shit in Tokyo. Yes. It's an obvious nod to Tokyo Drift, but I think he was just meant to imply that he would get there eventually. He hadn't made a trip yet by Fast Five. Like they said, Tokyo was his Mexico. It was always going to be the last place he fled to, but oh, he had nothing left. That's a good point. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you. And then the that's... last little bit that he says here, it's sort of about Fast Five, but I'm just going to say it anyway. The twins slash brothers, Rico and Tego, aren't brothers, just friends. Rico is played by Don Omar, who did the song Danza Caduro from Fast Five, which, if oh, you remember, shit. is the song yeah. that the plays when they crack open the vault and all the money comes out at the end. That's really cool. I yeah. didn't know that. I had no idea. That's a really good fact. That's a really cool tidbit. Yeah. 
It's awesome. Okay, no more trivia. I'm sure you guys will uncover all of that and much more on your own over the next Infinity Viewings. I just love talking Fast and Furious to people who enjoy the movies as much as me. Wes, if you are on Facebook, like our page. I don't know if you... You might have already. I'm not sure. Facebook.com slash Too Fast, Too Forever. Hang out there. We don't post a we ton post a there, but we try to do one or two things a day there. Just, you know, news yeah. or memes or whatever. So if you want to talk to people... And please send us more emails like this. Yep. We're, we'll happily read them, and I, lo- I love your insight. It, so please keep it coming. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. Thank you. Before I go, I'll include car pictures for your game. He sent two different pictures, two oh, different years of the same car. Okay, cool. He says they're the same body style, so it shouldn't matter that they're different years. I'm not a car guy, but he fell in love with this particular model and body style playing a certain video game. I don't want to say just in case it's like known to the video okay. game. was back in the day. Here are some clues. So it's a Japanese car. Okay. Um, what color is it? One's, one's blue, one's red. Okay. So there are three generations that this car was made during. Okay. I'm trying to see here. He gave a bunch of different facts. Describe I... the car. So Okay, so it is curvy it's real it's got a real low profile low profile yes okay. the front sort of like it has like a maybe like a grill that sort of looks like a mouth like a real okay. wide grin there is i mean there's a spoiler on the back but that doesn't really do much what, what shape are the headlights oblong and low like not very tall but very wide not very tall but very wide Okay. Like, if I had to guess, it would probably be about, like, five inches tall by probably about, like, 18, like, 15 to 18 inches wide. Okay. Okay. Two-door car. Okay. Uh, there is one, Orange Julius drives one in the first race in Too Fast, Too Furious, he writes. Okay. Uh, Han drives one of these cars that's heavily modified in Tokyo Drift. Is it a Mazda? Yes, but what kind? RX-7. There you go. Yeah, I liked, I like Han's RX-7 in uh, Tokyo Drift a lot, and it's really, really cool looking. So here are the pictures that he gave us. Please send me them. I want to see it. He, here's the other fact. I thought, he... I was going to guess, I, w- I was like, from the beginning, Yeah. I was going to guess it was going to be like a Subaru WRX. Okay. Is what I was really thinking. But no, okay. What the fuck is the headlights? What are you talking you're so goofy. No, they're 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 sh- they're short and they're very wide. Those are the fog lights. The headlights pop up, you dummy. Well, I, they're yes. not open. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, um, that's really cool. Yeah, I liked I liked the Mazda RX-7 a lot. So here are the other facts that he wrote about this. He says the model's produced in, from 1978 to 2002 across three generations. The, this body style is a third generation, 93 to 2002. Has a rotary engine. Might be a giveaway. This isn't very common. Yes. He says, this is the making model. Dom engine. drives in the Fast and Furious when he beats Brian in the first drag race before seemingly turning his back on the import scene forever. And then he writes, he closes the email. He says, thanks for the podcast. I'm loving it so far. And I plan to keep listening every month for Infinity. So thank you, Wes. That's awesome. We will keep doing it if you keep listening. Wes, I just want to tell you, you would like the episode, as much as I shit on Fastest Car, there's an episode where the guy has a Mazda. I don't think it's an... I think, you know what, it might be like the previous generation body style of an RX-7, but it has a rotary engine, and he really loves Mazdas and rotary engines. Give just that episode a watch. I think it's like five or six. It's the one with the diesel versus electric versus rotary engine. Because, like, they do profiles on each guy in their car. So if you're a Mazda fan, rotary engine fan, go check that out. Cool. That's my recommendation. Next email we have is from Jess Montez. Just Montez. Subject line, binging. Okay. Guys! All, all capital letters, exclamation point. I love Jess's enthusiasm. Go ahead. I'm finally catching up. I'm glad I'm not the only person who dislikes Too Fast, Too Forever. Which, 
don't know if she's talking about us. We we both like it. We just don't like it I, as much I, as other movies. Yes, agreed. Although the first one's still by far my favorite, they just really go downhill after this. Jess, I don't think so, Jess. About? I don't think so. She says, here for the shit show. So, thanks, Jess, I guess. Don't know. A strange like email from Jess Montez. Yeah, she's probably drunk. No, this, what, when was this sent? This was sent at a Friday morning at 9.37, so she was at work. Definitely drunk. Definitely drunk. She okay. sends another email a couple hours later. She says, my favorite car of all time, with four exclamation points. So here's a car picture. Time to play a guessing game. Good. It's silver. <laughs> Thanks. I think I, it's I, British. Sorry, I, I gotta, sure I gotta keep going back to the joke of the color. Sorry. It yeah. is a British car. This is a British sports car. Okay. Jaguar. No. MG. No. Aston Martin. Yes. Okay. Now you have to guess which model of the Aston Martin it is. This is her favorite Vanquish. car of all time. There are round headlights in sort of an oblong headlight enclosure kind of thing. Not enclosure, but like where they're sort of nestled in. Uh, the grill is real wide. Sort of looks like a gritted teeth a little bit. It's got a exhaust a on the hood. It's got a chrome bumper. No idea. I, I, I don't know Aston Martins enough to guess them. It's also known as the James Bond vehicle. Would that help? I, I was just thinking Vanquish. I thought that he had a Vanquish in one of them. Is is it an old Aston Martin? Is it, it is old? an old Aston Martin. It is what it just yeah, is. Just says that it is a DB5. Oh, fuck yeah. It is a James Bond. Yeah, the DB5. Yes. There you go. There's yes, the picture. Is. Yes, very famous. So there you go. Her favorite car of all time. Thank you, Jess Montez. Oh, you know what I was watching on that note? I think, like, um, it was on, not Top Gear, but the new Top Gear. What's it called? Do you know what it's called? No. It's on Amazon. The Grand Tour? Grand Tour, yes. On the Grand Tour, they had an episode where they all get either English cars or something, and like one, they're all driving like old James Bond cars, and they're really, really fun. It's a really cool episode. Do you, do you, you ever watch Top Gear at all? Do you know what I've seen is? a couple episodes, yeah. Okay, so yeah, so it's like the Grand Tours, they brought those guys back. They're doing their own show now. Well, it's the same show. They just can't call it Top Gear. They have to call it the Grand Tour, because it's on Amazon. Instead of BBC. And BB- yeah, BBC wouldn't let them have the name of it. They would often do these things where, like, the three of them would get a car and they would have to, like, you know, do, like, a road trip with them, right? So in one of them, they were they had, like, old English cars. That's what it was. It was, like, old English cars. So they all buy, like, these, like, really old shitty English cars and they're, like, old Jaguars, like, Austin Martins and stuff. And they're, like, just driving around these, like, fucking old English cars and they keep, like, breaking down. And, like, the one guy, like, just keeps replacing his car with a different car. So, like, every time they come in, they'd be like, they'd be like, wow, this looks a little different different now and he'd be like yeah my windows seem to work now and because like his car would just like die <laughs> so yeah Love that was it. a good episode so thank you jess for the uh car and for the inspiration for that story from joe yes thank you jess next email once again from west reply to his earlier email he says a quick addendum to my note about rico and tego he said i mentioned that rico is don omar is a couple songs on fast and furious soundtracks including danza caduro but yes. i just learned that tego is played by tego calderon a Puerto Rican hip-hop artist who also has a song on the Fast and Furious soundtrack with a pitbull called You Slip, She Grip. And they have a song, Ooh. they both have a song together called Bandoleros that's featuring Tokyo mm. Drift, Fast and Furious, and Fast and Furious 6. I don't know that's why really it never cool. occurred to me to look up Tego, but it makes perfect sense. Bandoleros is a great song too, and I'm sure you'll recognize yep. it instantly. Of course, we know Bandoleros, we love Bandoleros. We do. And thank you for the other dum-dum. I really like these fun facts. Thank you, Wes. Yep. Next email we have is from Doubt and Tom. In subject line, the definitive Fast and Furious podcast ranking list. Remember we said, he's, he's like, I've listened to all of them. You guys are one of the Yeah, best. we were like, how many are there? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So he says, hi guys, sorry to get back to you so late. Anyway, here it is. So he ranks five of them. 
plus one that he wasn't able to find. So, okay, I'm going to read them from the bottom up. So the the last one he does not rank Us. says, he says, okay. there is also the Nas cast, NOS cast, but everywhere okay. I find them online, there's an error and the episodes are unplayable, so I can't rank it. So there's another one out there, but it's not working. They need to get their shit together. That's me saying, that's not, that's not Doubt and Tom saying it. Yeah, exactly. Number five of five, no one likes the tuna. Oh, so he agrees with Wes. Okay. He says, the stuff that could have been legend, but we only have the final episodes of this podcast, and by then, they seem very tired out from marathoning the franchise. They go off topic a lot, to the point where I could actually prescribe them Ritalin. Amazing <laughs> okay. name, terrible content. Well, I am self-proclaimed ADD haver. Drug-induced, though. Yep. So I'm glad that we are less distracted than them. Yes. Thank you. That's a- I am, I'm sort of curious, because remember when we found out about them, I was like, shit, there's another one that is exactly like us. And I was like, look, they have like 70 episodes and like 56 were uploaded on the same day. It's like, yeah, you know d- something was goofy there. Wes was saying that we caught them near the beginning. They were only just missing a little bit. Tom's saying that we were missing a bunch. Maybe Tom just thinks we're missing a bunch because they just got tired out. But it seems like maybe they just got burnt out really quick. Whatever it is, yeah, maybe. we're all in agreement that, there's, that we're missing the beginning of that podcast. And it's sort of incomplete. We can't know what it was. We just sort of know what it became, which seemed to be, apparently, a couple guys who hated talking about these movies. Yeah. Also, sucks. here's another thing, and thank you. This is, again, thank you for writing in. If you don't want us to get burnt out on these movies, keep writing emails. Like, if we just have entire episodes of emails, we, yeah. that's us less time talking about the movies. I don't think we're going to get burnt out on the movies for a long time anyways. I, we like them too much. Yeah. And we're not going to, yeah, we'll be fine. So it's number four, The Fast Cast, a podcast who started right before the release of Fast and Furious 6. For someone who came to appreciate the franchise recently, like me, this provides a first-hand account of how devoted fans approached some of the later films as they were being released. Complex issues such as handling Paul Walker and Soon Kang's characters and the chronology are explored a lot. So that sounds really cool. cool. I, I, I hadn't found that one in my really, really preliminary basic research. Uh, that sounds yeah. cool. We will have to uh, like get to the same things, like when we you know Hobbs and Shaw comes out. Yep. We're gonna have to like you know figure out like how it's gonna fit in and stuff. So we will definitely do the same thing, hopefully. Yep. Number three, the BS Report slash Bill Simmons Pod featuring Adam Carolla, decently entertaining analysis of the, the more ironic parts of the later films. Think, and then he references the number, the number one podcast, but more casual. So Bill Simmons, I used to read Bill Simmons articles on ESPN all the time. Bill Simmons left to do Grantland, which shut down. Now he's on The Ringer. He's the, the chief of over at The Ringer. Oh, my boss used to love Grantland. He used to read Grantland all the time. Yeah. yeah. Bill Simmons is a big Boston sports fan. Uh, I've never listened to his podcast. He was just on Mark Maron's podcast on a very long episode, and it was great. And so I used to really like Bill Simmons. I just sort of drifted apart like because he just went and did his own thing, and I just didn't read Grantland. Uh, I read The Ringer for a while. Don't read it now. But I do like Bill Simmons. So uh, the fact that they talk about... I don't know how often they talk about The Fast and Furious, but cool that they do. So anybody who's talking about this... Yeah, that is cool that they do. Cool that they do. Number two, Too Fast, Too Forever. That's us. I think Adam Carolla is like a big car guy. But yes, thank you for We're number two. That's good. And we're, we're working our way up. We will be number one one day, hopefully. Tom says, A recently started monthly podcast that looks very promising, excellent, and insightful analysis of the earlier films so far. So. Oh, Oh, I want to listen to that one. Those guys sound good. Number one, How Did This Get Made, which is a podcast that I love that I listen to. Oh, yeah. How Did This Get Made is fucking incredible. He says, hysterical analysis of the more ironic aspects of the later films that you might not have noticed. This is some big-name comedians and a strong following hard to top. So, I mean, I have no problem being number two on this list because... Absolutely. I was nervous when we were number two. It's only because of number one that I watch these movies at all, because they covered Fast Five and I was watching all the movies they did. your inspiration. 
There we go. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for your generous rankings. Thank you for writing in. Love it. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you, Tom. Next email from resident historian Mike Manzi. Subject line, Fast 9, but 9, N-E-I-N, like no in German. (laughs) In in German, yeah. 9... He says, Dear fam, I have not read this yet, but I knew it was out there, and since you are the place for all things hashtag Fast and Furious, and he wrote out hashtag Fast and Furious, he did not use the hashtag, he wrote out (laughs) hashtag Fast and Furious, I needed to send this to you. I was only aware of the poster and not the 71-page screenplay. At least this qualifies as content, a.k.a. sweet, sweet tent. Can't wait to ride along, but until then, stay hungry. Sends it Mikester. He says, From now on, I'm using my DJ name to sign off on all hashtag 2F2F emails yeah. Mikester I like it the Mikester. the Mikester resident historian the Mikester and, and it's it's like sounds like the net the Napster and we have the connection to fucking the Italian job so the Mikester works perfect go ahead have I sent you or have you listened to his mixes I have like eight of them no you meant to and I don't think you ever sent one you meant to he has like sort you of like you, you know, CD length like 40 to 60 minute mixes like DJ mixes that's like, awesome I want to hear them. and they all have Send stir the in the name like I remember one's called Sturricane I think <laughs> that's so awesome <laughs> but stuff like Disturbia, I, like I think I don't remember if Disturbia is one or not, but like it's all stuff like that. So I can send those to you. That's so awesome. My, I really like Mike's sense of humor, and I'm glad that we got to hang out this weekend. And yeah, so we ran into resident historian Mike Manson. Oh yeah, we didn't say who was there. So at this at the live event were Kyle and Brian, who does the PS I Love Hoffman podcast. There yes. was Mike Manzi, resident historian Mike Manzi. The first time you ever met in person, right? Yes, it is. It is. We've done a bunch of podcasts together, but he is self admittedly much like I. A homebody. Yep. And we also had at the event, uh, Caragayla Regan, who will be on our fourth lap for the new Driving engine school. lap. She's never seen a movie in the franchise, but she's wants never to watch seen any of them. them. So, guys, that's going to be a fun lap. We're going to watch Fast and the Furious, all of them that exist up until that point, with somebody who's never seen any of them. Yep. And she's a host of the Wistful Thinking podcast here on the yes. Case of the Podcast Network, so go check that out. About I'm very excited for her lap, too. I'm, I'm excited for all the laps, yep. but I think that I see you can see that we're, we're going to keep it fresh. Yep. We're going to watch the movies with, with somebody who's never seen... How rare is it to find someone that you could say that like has never seen a Fast and Furious movie? She's never seen one. I know. She's never seen Fast the first Fast and Furious. Yeah, I know. Can you imagine going back and re-watching it for the first time when we were like talking about this? Yeah, it's going to be a fun lap. Okay. Mike writes, P.S. I think I may go by Mikester when I do my lap like it's my faster version known de plume, or should I say <laughs> Dom de plume? Oh, I like it. He says, P.P.S. Guys, what would your Fast and Furious name be if you were in the crew? Mm. Ooh. I think I would probably just be Lou. Ooh, I like Lou. So That's Lou is the one. name that I use at pizza places and stuff. Like when I do like a, like leave your name for like a reservation for a table, you know, take out order oh, really? or whatever, because there's too many Joes, there's too many Joeys, especially in New Jersey, but Lou, L-E-W, it works. I think I would be either Vito or Sal. No, you know what we should do? What? Lou and two. Lou and two? I would just be two? Yeah. Oh, I like that. Lou and two. Like Lou and two. We would be like like the brothers, like like our twins, as we call them, that aren't twins. Rico and Tego? Yeah, we'd be like them. Yeah. Be like Lou and two. Low and yeah. slow. Low and slow, just like some barbecue. So, okay. So what he sent is that Fast 9. I'm going to put this link in Discord right now. There is okay. Fast 9, the Fast and the Fuhrer. The Fast and the Fuhrer? Is the most ridiculous car movie you will never see. Fuck. Did they? Did nobody made it? The script is the masterwork of Jordan Vandina, a screenwriter whose satirical eye is belied by the punny title. I urge you to read the script for yourself because it's a certain type of genius. 
talks about the master race. So he says, <laughs> "Oh God, oh, oh, you got me off guard with he that." He says, one. "Do you? Do <laughs> any of those have a young Hitler playing with a Volkswagen, Brian undercover in the Chancellery, Dom racing against Hitler in the contest actually called the Master Race?" So there is this whole that's, thing. That's so incredible. Oh God, there that's is really, really funny. a Indiegogo page with a target of a hundred million dollars to make this movie. To date, okay. as of the as of the article which came out oh, this a couple years ago, looking for hundred million dollars has raised five hundred and twenty eight dollars. Nice. The guy who wrote it so says, well on his way. "I don't see a we'll cent until the hundred million target is reached. Since that'll never happen, I just hope it drives traffic back to my other scripts." So this guy is not not delusional. He knows it's not going to happen. But I yeah. do want to see. So it's still there. Do you know what we should do? Oh, it was closed. He raised five hundred seventy six dollars, but then closed his Indiegogo, so you can't even donate it to it anymore. We need to call Prink. Prank Harold. I know. Or Prank Henry and have him donate some money to this script writing. Prank Harry just uh, had a uh, another baby. No. Prank oh. Harry's brother had a baby. Still unnamed as of this recording. That's the script or that's the article I sent you and then here on weekendscripts.com there is the 72 page Fast 9 The Fast and the Fuhrer. I think I want to do um like as one of our detours. I think we should read it as characters, and we should get a full cast going for it, and we should just read out like we could do like a word like like a like an audio book, like a sharp pace five adventure two style. Yeah, but what we're gonna do is we're gonna just yeah we'll read it. We'll have like a narrator. Maybe you can be like the narrator. We'll have everybody be a character, and we'll get enough people together that we can read through the script. At least we'll have the audio of it, right? So like if people don't want to like read the script, they'll have us voice acting it out. Yeah. Okay. How do you feel about that? I like that? it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the first page okay. on this podcast right now, okay? Good, go for Fade it. Fade in, title card, Germany, 1895. Interior child's bedroom, night. A small boy plays with a replica toy Volkswagen. He makes engine noises with his mouth and races the car around his room. Arguing can be heard loudly in the hallway. Man, off screen. I can't deal with this anymore. I work every goddamn day to put schnitzel on this table. Woman <laughs> off screen. Who is she? Tell me her name. Smells like skanks. <laughs> The boy takes the car and runs it up his bed and makes it slowly crash into a toy helicopter that's in his other hand. Already love that. Yes. Alois, 40s, barges into the boy's room holding a suitcase. Alois, Adolf, son, stop playing with your toys. The boy is revealed to be Adolf Hitler, age six. Adolf, yes, father? Alois, I'm leaving. I'm not coming back either. Adolf Hitler, what? Alois, look, I met a Jewish lady at Oktoberfest, and she may not be the best-looking gal around, and she nags a bit, but she treats me right. Adolf Hitler, what about our family? Alois, family is bullshit, Adolf. Remember that. Family does not matter. The only thing that matters... Alois picks up Adolf's toy car. Alois continued, a man's car. It's the only way to escape. If you have your car, you have power. You have freedom. Alois grabs his suitcase and walks out. Adolf studies his father leaving. A rage builds in his eyes. Fast 9, the Fast and the Fuhrer. <laughs> this is so incredible. We have to act it out. We have to voice act it out. So there we go. I want to do it. Cool. I don't know who I want to be. If, if I need to be... Maybe I can get some children involved, too. As young Coming Adolf? Through. Yeah, as young Adolf. Cool. One more email sent today by superfan Jenny McMillan. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you, Jenny, for thinking about us. We appreciate you. She says, Hi, guys. I figure you might be recording tonight. Correct. Indeed. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you. So here's my latest email just in time, I hope. My husband has restored five cars. That's really cool. No, that's really a lot. I think my dad has done, I guess, like, one 
full one, and then he does, like, work on some of the... No, two. It's, like, Buddy's helped him with two. So, yeah, it, it's, it's like, a long process, man. Yep. Like, this is, like, five is five is a lot. She says his first was a 67 Firebird convertible around 2002. He has since done the blue one also. His latest is the El Camino. Also since 2002. You'll eventually guess Damn. what the second okay. one is, and tonight you will guess what the third one is. Ooh. I know Joe will like this one from what I've gathered on previous episodes... She tells me what it is. You can take it from there later, Jenny. Okay. So the country of origin is... America. I believe America. Yes. Yes. Color is blue. Thank you. Needed that. The year is 72. Okay. It is a long, hard body. Okay. It's... Oh, boy. I... I it's... This is... This game is not getting easier for me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the headlights, there are two on each side. Okay. Uh, the grill is split sort of like a half grill on both sides in front. Okay. I can't tell if that's black from shadows or just like reflections. It's got a it's got a sort of like a a, a textured hood, but it doesn't necessarily I don't think that what I describe is going to help you in the slightest. I'm going to guess that it's a Mustang. No. Not even no, it's not a Ford either. Okay. The side windows, it's a two-door car. The side windows, like the front window is a full, like there's no front portion, if you, if that makes sense. Like there's no like sort of split like it is modern. There is sort of a back half that's like a rounded, sort of like a half of an oval in the back that does not open by the looks of it. Okay. Again, a sort of like a low profile kind of car. Each, so on each, in the front, under each of the sets of headlights, there's a third headlight, maybe? Maybe it's a fog lamp, maybe it's a yellow light, I'm not sure. Like the turn signals, maybe? Possibly. Okay. Probably. Is it an Oldsmobile? It is. What kind? Oh, 72. Is it a Cutlass? It is. That's cool. Yes. So then, that's awesome. My dad loves... My dad is preferential to 1970s Cutlasses, and he, like, re... Yeah, fuck yeah, that's all fucking gorgeous. I'm gonna send... I'm going to forward these pictures along to him because he's going to be really, really fucking stoked on this. Yeah. And I have to, like, we'll have to send you some pictures. I'm going to find some pictures of the cutlass that my dad did. We'll get Joey to email them back to you so yeah. you can see it and you can show your husband. Dude, my dad is such a huge cutlass fan. His first car was a 1970 cutlass, so he's a big, big, big fan. He likes 71s because he says yeah. that in the 70s, they had less gas regulations on the cars. Okay. So the engines starting after like 70, they started making them smaller to get better gas mileage mm -hmm. because like, like we had like the whole like gas sh sh shortage and shit. 72 is still like, you know, up there like before they really fucked with it. But I think like around 73, 74, they like pretty much gutted the Cutlass and put this like really terrible motor in it. Yeah, that's awesome. Fuck yeah. Cool. Great. This car is beautiful too. I like the, he has a different color, like, the hood is black. That's what I thought. Like, you know? I couldn't tell. Like, it's sort of hard it to looks tell like reflection, it. but it is, it is black, right? I think so. I think that that's, like, the piece. It's really, really cool. I, Damn, I do like that hood really a lot. Cool. Like, if that is, like, it's hard to tell, like, if it's just a reflection or if it's shadows. Have you seen my dad's cutlass? Did I show you pictures of it? I don't think so, but if you, when you show this to the me, I'll send it along with Jenny. Yeah, you'll see. You, you guys will both see them. Yep. And we can post them on the Fast and Furious Facebook page, yeah. too, so. Well, thank you all for writing in. Thank we you, Jenny. appreciate it. Thank you, Jenny, for sending those pictures. Uh, thank you, Jess, for sending in the picture. Thank you, Wes, for sending in the pictures. That's 
that's so crazy that her husband rebuilt a Cutlass too. That's so crazy to me. Like, what are the fucking chances, right? It's cool. Like, I mean, he's rebuilt five cars. We still haven't guessed them all yet, so we're gonna keep getting them. So maybe no, the next no. But I mean, like, what are the seven. chances that like her husband and my dad both picked like essentially the exact same car, right? Yeah, like, two years apart. I wonder if weird. I don't know how. I mean, I'm sure that there are a lot of people in that kind of world, but I'm sure that there's also like in the Cutlass community, there's probably like a smaller community. I wonder if they've ever like sort of like interacted like in like on message boards or something. You're, you know what I mean? Like, my dad doesn't use computers, so probably not. You know that, so probably not. But. <laughs> He, he likes to go to these, like, fucking, like, swap meet shits. Yeah. So, I mean, there may be a small chance that either one of them has parts from the other one. So, I think somehow. based on uh, where Jenny said that the cars are driven, I think she's sort of Western U.S. I, don't, I still don't know yeah, where. Yeah, I don't, yeah. We don't necessarily need to know where. But I think there's no, sort of, we you don't know, need to know where. mountain time zone-ish, if not West Coast. And your dad yeah. is obviously in Pittsburgh, so you know they would have yeah. one. Have, one would have to travel a, a pretty good distance to sort of. No, but this shit gets around, and yeah. like he travels for parts a lot, and they go to like swap meets and stuff. So like you know maybe like some badging piece or fucking trim existed, and in my head I would like to imagine that somehow they each have a piece of each other's cars. Like it's like you know like a small like like the radio knob, yeah. right? Like my dad was looking for a radio knob, and she got it from he got it from Jenny's husband. Right? Right? Like yep. this, yeah, that's what I imagine. So the next thing to do on the podcast as we as we wrap up is the last and next recording. So since we last okay. recorded Too Fast You Forever, we've recorded two podcasts. The Magic Mike's episode, a very special episode. We changed up the schedule. We did. We did we an did. episode of Step Up as Channing oh, and Jenna Dewan lovingly separated on Instagram. Lovingly separated, yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, they did, they did so in real life. They just posted about it on Instagram. They didn't separate on Instagram. <laughs> they just... <laughs> posted about it on Instagram. Yeah, that'd be pretty weird. Imagine if um, Channing Tatum just, like, looked at his Instagram and was like, wow, my wife left me. You know, like, she's <laughs> right know. on Instagram. I mean, you know that people have probably found out that way, right? And, like, I mean, all over the place. Yeah, I can imagine. It, it just it seems like much more of a, like, keeping up with the Kardashians thing to do than, like, them. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So it'd be really funny for him to be like, damn. And, like, she's like, got your reaction on Snapchat. And, like, sends it off. <laughs> So they lovingly separated. So we bumped up in the schedule, step up a couple months. So go listen yeah. to that. It is a very somber special episode. It's also a celebration of love and their marriage and their love. So go check that out. We also recorded the boyfriend material episode of The Big Short, which is about the housing crisis, the housing market collapse of 2007. Which was a much better movie than we were. Rem- I mean, like, no, I remembered it being good, but when I went back and just rewatched it, I was like, fuck, what took me so long to rewatch it? Because I didn't remember yeah. any of it. And it was such a fun movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, that was. Man, I missed The Big Short. Like, it was a great movie. I'm glad we got to rewatch it. Absolutely. The next things we're recording, the next episode of Magic Mike's, is what we've been saying for a while, is a guide to recognizing your saints. Ragazzi. Ragazzi. Fine. <laughs> Finally gonna do the. I'm so excited. Episode after that is gonna be of boyfriend material is gonna be Lost River, which is a movie that Ryan Gosling is not in, but instead a but movie he, like, that directed. he directed. So check that out. Yeah. And then in a month from today, we will be. What back movie are we gonna do? Furious Seven. Damn, really? If we're doing that one, we are. Believe it or not, <laughs> you can probably follow along at home and figure out what's coming next in this podcast. Yes. So we've got one more segment to do. Boy, do we oh. have a podcast for, for you. you. Okay. Not, ain't no 10-second race. This ain't no 10-second race. This ain't no 10-second race. Okay. So, last month, you tweeted at D-Money, dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign, Dave New World, who said, watching the Fast and Furious where they chase a plane for 20 minutes, either this runway is 30 miles long or they're comically driving around in circles. We tweeted yeah. at them. He did not like it. However, Mike Manzi did like it. So thank you, 
<laughs> Damn it, Mike. I then tweeted at Ginger King, Jay on Twitter, at Ginger King, and Jay said, if the catchphrase after the next Fast and Furious isn't Fast 10, your seatbelts, I'm going to be a very disappointed. And I responded, boy, do we have a podcast for you. And then once again, Mr. Mike Manzi, resident historian Mike Manzi, went and liked our tweet. Did not get a like from Jay, but got one from Mike. <laughs> I don't so, think those count. We, we can't, we can't. Oh no, they certainly don't count. But what I do like about it is that Mike's favorite, or Mike's like of the tweet, in theory, might give Jay another notification on his phone. And so it gives another chance for him to see our tweet and become involved in the game. So they're ignoring us twice. Yeah, I understand. So now we have to find a new person. So we are still knotted up at zero. It's love, love here on This Ain't No 10 Second Race. Well, it ain't no 10 second race. So eventually we're going to hit one that we got. I got mine for today if, if you if you want. Okay, let me just prep this up. Hold on. I'm sending mine to you in Discord, okay? Okay. I still I, can I, can I start I talking about it? it? Yeah, go ahead. Mine is from a guy. His Twitter name is Demon at David Maria V. Mariev. Yeah. It's Maria V. Okay. And his tweet just says, who's ready for Fast and Furious 9? How many people follow Demon? 7,100. Holy shit. No one... Oh, I didn't even look by that. You know that I wouldn't No, I know that, but like that. he tweeted this an hour ago. No one has interacted with it, but boy, do we have a podcast for you. Cageful.me slash 2Fast2Forever. Hashtag 2Fast2Forever. Oh. Hashtag 2F2F. Hashtag Fast and Furious. He apparently likes soccer and cars. Cool. He's really into, yeah, he's he's retweeting a lot of soccer stuff. So I just tweeted at him. So hopefully for your sake and for my sake, yeah, too. Yeah, hopefully we find a new fan here. Yeah. If he's excited for Fast and Furious 9, we are excited for Fast and Furious 9. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. I just searched on Twitter for Furious 7, and the top tweet is from Men's Mag page, where the tweet just says, Scene from Furious 7. And it is Natalie Emmanuel who plays Khaleesi, plays Daenerys Targaryen's handmaiden on Fast and Furious or on, oh, yeah. on Game of Thrones. She's in Fury 7. This is just her getting out of the water. Send that to me anyways. Okay, give me one second. So I got a couple here. You're deciding? All right. So here's here's the, here's what I'm going to do. You go with top. I always go with latest. No, this is like... I'm going... Uh, it's... it's it, This ain't no 10 second race. We don't know what's going to work. And True. so far, neither of our things have worked. This is a tweet from... At Smart Kitty Momo, I'm Momo, and I am the No Mo Hero. In all capital letters, they used Paul Walker's personal car for the parting scene in Fast and Furious 7? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Boy, yeah. do we have a podcast for you. I'm Momo and the No Mo Hero. Yep, and then I will also grab for you this Natalie Emmanuel gif or video of her walking out of the water. Just a moving video. A moving that. video... A small moving video file. Yeah. Oh no, this is. Oh yeah, this is like. Oh damn. Yes. Okay. Yep. Well, that was so I do very like that. Research. You know, in this movie, Gal Gadot dies, which I don't like. Yes. But then they replace her with another gorgeous woman of not white ethnic. Like I, I mean, like Gal Gadot yes. is white, but Amen. she's Israeli. You know what I mean? She's not. I, I wouldn't be like super white. She's not you Mia. Know? Even though Mia's no. not even white. Like Mia's like. That's kind of Spanishy. Well, Mia's Italian in the movie, but I think she's kind of Spanishy in real life. Jordana Brewster? Is she? I don't know. I'm guessing. I've been Googling a lot of celebrities lately to try to find out like what country of origin they're from, and it's hard to find out. She's just an American actress. Okay. She was born in Panama. She's Panamanian. See? Spanishy. Spanishy. Cool. 
I was right. Do we have any other segments? I don't believe that we do. No, we no, do but we not. have some. But we're just gonna say we have some new segments planned. But um, we're not. We like we're lining them up. I'm coming up with ideas. Joey has some ideas. We're not releasing them this first lap though because we're already like into it. We're just like. Not, not trying to throw off the rhythm that we don't have, but still, I have a lot of fun ideas for the next lap. So we're adding segments. You're just not hearing them yet. We're just getting them prepped and like waiting to just when we hit a one, we'll start with the new segments. So because there is for more those in store. Of you who do not listen to other shows, you do not know that we have like nine different segments for all these other different shows. So we feel like there's you know as we go on, there's going to be less for us to talk about about the movies. Probably it's going to be more like interviewy things about whoever's on, yeah. like when they first watched Fast and Furious, what they think about it, the rankings of the movies, yeah. all sorts of stuff. As we go on, we're also going to add more segments that we can do each time. We have one that Joe came up with this week along with a co-worker. And then, yes. I don't know if you remember, but when we first started this, I came up with an idea that we're going to do starting with lap two as well. No, I don't remember it, but I'm sure you have it written down, thankfully. It is and... Fast and Furious where we take a classic and try to turn it into a Fast and Furious style thing. Remember? So no, like, I don't remember, if but it I'm was down. Like, what would the just sort of okay. you know, mix it up a little bit? Oh, I love that idea. Okay, I forgot it and I'm already down with it again. Yeah, we could pick a random like a like a classic what I love about that is that I'm going to cut out some of that, but I'm also going to bleep other things because we have bleep technology that I always forget about. Fucking right we do. Hell yeah, bleeps. Okay. <laughs> That's all I've got. Do you have any other thoughts about Furious, Fast and Furious 6 before we wrap up and come back in a month for the next one? No, I know I said this last time, but I'm really nervous to see how I re-rank these because, as you know, I definitely don't remember how I ranked them to begin with. Yep. And I have a feeling that 6 is going to be way higher than I remembered it being. So 6 is yes. a great movie. Go see this if you haven't. Even if you haven't seen any other ones, uh, watch it anyway. Probably, It's probably... Yeah, I, I think, like I said, it might be the best one. It might not be my favorite one might be the best one story-wise like family cohesiveness-wise so I'm really excited to see how I re-rank them. Are we ranking them in terms of favorite or in terms of best? We're doing favorites, right? It was favorite. Yeah. It was favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. sure. So for all things Too Fast, Too Forever, you can go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub, or at cageclubpod on Twitter. Also check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash forever. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Send us car pictures. Thank you for all of those who did. Send us Everyone, thank of you. your favorite Fast and Furious podcast. Thank you for those who did. Just say hi. Just give us trivia. Whatever you want to do, email Tell us. Tell us the fuck off. Tell us we suck. Also, I'm, fair, I'm fine with that too. We will open up Mike Manzi's email to the general public. Let us know what your name would be if you were in the Fast and Furious crew. Ooh. Yeah, what name? I, I would just be two. We got Lou and two. Lou and two. Facebook.com slash Cage Club at Cage Club Pod on Twitter. Facebook.com slash Too Fast Too Forever and Cage Club dot me. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two. And we'll see you next time on Too Fast Too Forever.